Hello everyone, I couldn't even remember my intro because I was talking too much before the intro. Welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week we're continuing Podcast Highlight Month because it's still going to be a while before we have Patch 5.3. Any little tidbits that have popped up in the last couple weeks, we'll be sure to bring them up, but... Eh, we'll mostly just be chilling with another group of content creators and podcasters that we are very pleased to have on the show. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Happy. Of course, joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Foxy. Last week, you got me into the AKA mood again with Frosty. You made me want to do that all over again, Sly. How you doing? Yeah, we got we got two people this time. How are you going to pull that one? I'm not. <laughs> okay. Sly, I barely got through your two, and I my intro to the show is screwed up. You don't want me to try and do that this week. It's not going to end well, man. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. Yeah, maybe you should try it. You want to do it? Come on. Nah, nah. I'm That's good. what I thought. That's what I thought. Okay. And You're the professional. No, yeah. no, I'm not. We just established that before the show started. And, of course, we have two wonderful guests joining us to continue our podcast highlight month and a half. I guess there's no there's no easy way to describe it. We've got uh, the two great members from Work to Game. We've got Brian, who I just like Hello. saying, and we've got Brian. Chris, who just finished scarfing down a very hefty salad before the show started. It's fantastic. What kind of said before we go any further? Fantastic. Before we go any further, I need to know what was in the salad. Uh, it was spinach with walnuts, blackberries, uh, avocado, and a little vinaigrette. Nice summer salad. <laughs> good summer salad. Sounds refreshing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's hot outside. It is. I, I can second that. My blinds are closed for a reason. Oh, it's good to, it's good to see everyone again. Yeah, thanks, it's, man. Th- this is the very little amount of social activity I get in the last few months. And with people, yeah, I won't get to see it in FanFest either, so. Right. Yeah. I'm pretty bummed about FanFest and BlizzCon. Like, that's something I really look forward to. Yeah. Well, we'll definitely get to touch yeah. on that a little bit in the show. But this will be a show about you after I start the, I do the little sponsor read real quick, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. Please go ahead. There we go. Uh, as all of you know, we have been sponsored by Steel Series for quite some time now. We've been doing monthly giveaways. The last one just ended. I'm going to pull the winner after the show, though, because I don't have all that stuff ready, because I was just trying to make sure that we could get to the show and get it as close to on time as possible. So uh, thank you to Steel Series for sponsoring the show, and I will reach out to whoever wins that one. There will be a new giveaway for this month uh, popping up in the YouTube description, so be sure to go check that. Um, and also, thank you to our patrons. Your names are going to be scrolling in the top right corner of the screen, and we will give you a more formal shout-out towards the end of the show. Now, gentlemen, Chris, I don't think we've ever had you on the show, have we? I, f- I feel like I've had Brian, but I'm, I'm, my memory's hazy. Ha- I have, this is my first time on State of the Realm, but you and I yeah. have crossed oh, paths in it, like the, the, the ecosystem of Final Fantasy XIV yeah. podcast. I didn't even it, occur it to Brian's oh, completing the commemorative plate set of Final Fantasy <laughs> podcast slowly, uh, either as a form of a member or as a guest. He's going to catch them all. Oh, it's going to catch them all. <laughs> I didn't even, I'm, I'm, I'm technically the oldest and longest running podcast host for Final Fantasy 14. I beat uh, Aetherite Radio, even though I was eventually a host on Aetherite Radio um, by a couple of days. Boom. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I know. I know you. You outlive us because I remember a fun little quote from you, a fun little jab from you in the earlier days of Final Fantasy 14 podcasting. This goes way back to XIV Reborn, which I remembered the name of this week. Where I remember a fun. Hi, li- 
Yeah, I remembered it. Burn gave me enough shit that I had to kind of remember it this way. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, really? That name wasn't really? dumb. <laughs> Listen. I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. No, I, w- I think it was you, Brian. Back when we were doing XIV Reborn, because we obviously had the sponsor read at the beginning. And I'm pretty sure I remember you doing like a fake Audible read on, on a podcast oh. that you were on. Because yeah, we had I've Audible. Done a lot of fake, I've done a lot yeah. of fake sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> I've done a lot of fake sponsors. I love it. Like, my favorite fake sponsor is brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends, the shittiest <laughs> now on PC. Sorry. Uh, you know, and they've reached out. They're like, you want to sponsor us? I was like, yeah. you haven't ever seen my opinion <laughs> about mobile no, games. Yeah. I, I, and, I had to turn down a Raid Shadow. I couldn't bring myself to meme that damn. hard. They are really aggressive in terms of like hitting people up, like like everybody, me, and then like they. It took like maybe three, four emails for them to kind of get the point that I'm not responding. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I, I know that life. Just no, I so just got knows, you should like, really respond and just say no because it saves yeah. you so much time. <laughs> now, you, uh, Mr. Happy, like, finally, uh, I actually installed BlueStacks because I would be like, oh, yeah, I'd like to play this game, and it's only on mobile. And you're like, just install BlueStacks. So I finally did that, and so I've been actually playing a little Final Fantasy Tactics on the side. Cause oh, it's you like, mean uh, like, Brave XVS War, War, War of the Lions? War of the No, no, no. They oh, have you're actually that, playing but they War of the Lions. On War mobile. of the Lions. Yeah. And I, I'm curious because one of the things that I realized, I put made a video like on uh, Work to Game, man, I think maybe at least over a year ago, ranking the Final Fantasy numbered series, and I stick with the numbers. And then I realized, because I just started playing Final Fantasy IX in Game Pass, and I was like, holy crap, like, I played all these games pretty much when I was a kid. Like, my ranking and memory is, like, of these old school Final Fantasies is rooted in, like, these memories. And then I was playing through nine. I go, oh, my gosh, like, I, this is amazing. Like, I just don't remember it, like, uh, as vividly as I thought I did. And so I was like, yep, I think it's time to... Buckle down and, and play some of these old classics. So I've been while I stream uh, between content, like like downtime with PSO two. Well, might as well like just click around on tactics. You know, just trying to I don't know max. It, like I, I've I've learned from the master because we're are they holding out with you. What's up? Are they holding up? So like I played Cruising USA like a year ago on the N sixty four. Not good. Not good <laughs> no, at all. Like no, not even like ten eighty snowboarding next. Tiniest bit good. Ooh. Talk about it. Uh, tactics is whole only tactics but is one of the best games <laughs> ever made. You can play it one handed now. Like yeah. racing games require so much more that when you go back and play that it is a one handed game. <laughs> well, yeah. at least we're we're starting the show not on a fourteen note, but at least on a very personal work to game <laughs> co host history slash note of what you guys are up to during. You never and know I, what you're gonna get from us, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it kind of is the the right way to lead into the conversation. Obviously, we want to lead into talking about work to game, mm-hmm. you know, how it got started, mm-hmm. you know, how you've come to this point, the future of that. That's kind of what we've been doing with Podcast Highlight Month. But I mean, the other most important topic I think we've done with every single host or guest that's been on in the past month and a half has been what the heck are you doing with your time right now? And I think we've, <laughs> we're getting a little bit of a peek into that with you guys at the yeah. very least. I, I've said this on the channel, and so for me, I actually decided back in February to take a forced break. Um, and this is not, I'm not trying to. First once. Yeah, first one, like ten, over 10 years. Like I meant like 10 years this, like August uh, with the game. And uh, and so I've like, I was kind of watching the news. I was like, you know what? 
there might be a delay in 5-3. And what I want to do is I've always said that I'm never going to hate a game. And so I was like, yeah, I could keep leveling up or Final Fantasy Eleven is calling me back home. And I just really want to go spend some time with Eleven. So I was like, I'm going to go play Sly. And have- Let the man talk. Don't make the faces. Oh, Let dude. The man talk. Dude, Eleven's incredible, <laughs> yeah, man. Because we, we, we eventually cross this path in the, sh- in these shows. Yeah. So usually like we have a script and no, we like I, you make a script like we, occasionally. And if not, this is how the show goes. If there was a script for this show, like one of the first questions was, would be, okay, how did you, how did you get into Final Fantasy 11? I mean, 14 and what, you know, yeah. Because yeah. every, like almost everybody except Frosty. Frosty is the only one who didn't attach to 11. So never played yeah, it. Yeah, like still have yeah, it. Yeah, Chris hasn't played it. I I tried, oh, wow. I tried and tried and tried. Chris, got you got to come play this game. You got to come play this game. Yep, he's never like, played no, it. he's a he's a wild guy. He's I've watched like, videos on it. I've watched streams. I've of people playing it. I know and, you have. No, never played it. Never played <laughs> it. Yeah, I know you've watched streams of it. <laughs> oh man, because I I remember one time I think you came into mine. I was like, hey Dell, and you're like, it's not Dell. And I'm like, no. yeah. Well, that's what we, we kind of get when we go and just like, we, well, whatever I say is now attributed to Brian. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, <laughs> man, that Brian guy. And so what we, I've been trying to like at least say like, hey, it's, you know, it's Brian, you know, et cetera. So people know, uh, when I'm lurking or hanging out on somebody's stream, you know, playing, uh, watching them play, et cetera, while I work away. I'm like, all right, I wish I was streaming. <laughs> yeah. Take, um, <laughs> yeah. So I guess that at least kind of again tries to dive into what what have you because you said you took a forced break in February so I guess we'll we'll yeah. continue with you before we move over to Chris is what okay. have you been doing during this long break Dude. then because Final Fantasy I, Eleven can't be the only answer I'd assume I have been living my best life <laughs> um, nice yes so like it, like I started an, uh, another channel called Ginger Prime. Uh, started posting to it in December, kind of focusing on action RPGs, fantasy star being one of them. And in less than five months, over 10,000 subs. Uh, not a lot of nice. that coming from work at the game. And so there's just been, uh, I've been having a lot of fun in that kind of content creation uh, sphere with different styles of editing. So a part of that has been diving into fantasy star online. So, um, I mean, that really kind of answers that question. Like what actually got me into Final Fantasy 11? It was PSO originally, like on Dreamcast. GameCube, Xbox, like that was my introduction to like an online RPG. And then all of a sudden Final Fantasy was doing it. And I've always been a huge Final Fantasy fan. So um, back in February, just kind of playing uh, Fantasy Star uh, and then started looking at like my backlog. Like what games have I kind of neglected? Um, I ended up getting uh, sick with, and it's, I put about a video on it, but it's like the doctors all said I had COVID. So I ended up getting sick pretty much for a month, like three weeks, couldn't do jack. Uh, worst thing I've ever felt in my life. But by the time I got tested, it came back negative, which they said that's actually good news, or the test failed and there was 50, 50% chance. So one month of that, which was me just being ill, not being able to do anything, and um, and then been playing like Trials of Mana with my daughter, been playing Pokemon with the kids, uh, Minecraft Dungeons just dropped, and that is so freaking good. And, uh, and now I've been kind of playing a little Torchlight 3, and um, getting ready for five three. So my plan, like I've talked to, because everybody is like, "Hey, how's this controller guide coming along?" And my plan is, is that once we have a release date for five three, um, that's when I actually am going to return. Once they say, "Is it middle of July? Is it beginning of July? Is it the end of July? Like what part of July? Hopefully not August." Um, if they say, "Hey, this is when it's dropping," that's actually probably the day I'm going to go 
pop right back into 14 and start finishing up Gunbreaker. So it's just been me kind of playing a lot of great RPGs and, and building a second channel, which has been a lot of fun. I know we talked about it. When did, when did your timing work out exactly as far as like, did you get your relic unlocked? Do you get your, did you get any of the crafting relic stuff done? Yeah. What, what would you be coming back to? Uh, the relic. My, uh, break happened right before, uh, 2-5. Uh, cause I was like, okay, cool. And then you were telling me about it in the story. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is going to be great. And, and I, I was thinking in May, but now I'm like, this is going to be great. Maybe in June. I, I don't know whenever they tell me it's right. time to go. Yeah. I thought it was a great patch. I just, I told Brian, I said like, Everything that is in it that I enjoyed doesn't feel time sensitive. Like it's not going to be any less of an experience having it right before five three as like logging back in the day of five two five. I don't I don't feel that any part of the relic unlock was something that you you got to be here. Um, that's fair. I think the only thing is maybe actually getting to do Memoria EX, but you get a few friends together. That's that's nothing too bad to go through an experience. And was mm-hmm. uh, a welcome addition to the trial series, I suppose, for yeah. for the Point X series. Uh, we'll yeah, probably I'm, I'm the, looking forward to it. Yeah. Probably take that opportunity later and talk a little bit about what we're expecting for Point 3, because it's been a while since we've actually talked about it on the show. Yeah. So, But first, Chris, what have you been up to during these long waits for 5.3? So I took a I took a contract job um, right before everybody decided that we were never going to leave our homes again, and uh, it's actually in a it's in an industry that actually picks up when something like this happens. Um, so they pick up in times of like extreme economic high or extreme economic low um, is typically where they do their best. So as long as things aren't just going normal, um, which they're not, and so I went from not working to, if you'd like to stay employed with us and not replaced, you need to work whatever we assign you. And like my workload has, I mean, I worked like 13 or 14 hours yesterday. So when it comes time to game, like what's most important to me is like getting away from my computer. I don't want to be near this thing. And then like doing something social. So it's been a lot of like Xbox games with playing Halo with my brothers who I would normally get to see because one of them lives here pretty local but I don't get to see him right now. So getting to play that, um, I've been playing occasionally when I'm like on a weekend, if I'm feeling like I can sit at my computer and playing, um, like Minecraft with some friends who don't normally play games at all. I've been playing animal crossing with my wife, which is a blast. Um, got her a switch for Christmas. So we both have one so we can sit on the couch and watch HBO and, and play animal crossing together. It's not a horribly deep game. It's oddly relaxing. Uh, I didn't think I would like it. It is, oddly relaxing but it's not like mechanically it's not beyond anybody's skill level so it's been something her as a non-gamer she's really enjoyed it don't let her learn about blue roses <laughs> okay will you not get her will she not surrender the switch or no she she, she, will, she will meet the one mechanically intense thing in, in animal crossing okay we're just getting the hang of turnips okay getting, that's fine turnips can be a nightmare too if you want to get really deep into it but only because we make it a problem just you know, the blue I don't roses like you are kind of hold on to them. I don't like, um, but it's interesting to have this like stock market of like acquire on Sunday um, prior to noon and then just sit on this stockpile for a game of chicken on how much profit you want to make. Um, I have entire I Twitter DM groups designed to like always make sure that. <laughs> <laughs> so I listen, one of them may not play 11, but one of them does play Animal Crossing. And when we add them both together, now you're alone. Every show. <laughs> really, really together. It's a like, Chad's talking we are just show. one person. So like, so how did I get into 14 to kind of piggyback off that is I 
I'm an old school WoW player. I got in December after launch, so like I was just after launch. Um, would have been eligible for you know possibly my statue when these those gave that out had I stuck to one account because I started my initial account. There was one computer in my house, and me and my brother shared it. Combined our allowance of five dollars, we each got five dollars, and we combined our, our to make the fifteen dollars necessary for the subscription. My mom's like, "You won't get into this. See, it's fifteen dollars," and we we're like, "That's fine." And it like we all agree, and she's like, "That's weird." All three of you agree, and so we split this WoW account. Um, I don't remember how we decided who got to keep the WoW account, but my brother Adam has the original WoW account with our original characters. Somehow he won that, um, and he lorded. I remember him lording it over us and being like. Well, uh, you know, see, I already have this leveled character, and you guys have to start over. So me and my other brother just moved servers and swapped factions, which you couldn't do yet. And so it's like, well, now you have to start over too. Uh, so just <laughs> that right back at him. So, so the original characters live off on some server we never played again. Uh, and Brian kept saying, "Come to eleven, come to 11. And like, all I could see was like, I'm in a grindy game that's fun because I'm at the end. And you just want me to go start the grind over. Like, why would I do that? There's nothing at the end of 11 that is intrinsically better than what WoW had to offer at the time. At least it didn't look like it. He'd let me play on his account, but then he would have weird qualifications. He's like, hey, I got to go run an errand. You can play at my computer, but don't die. Because that <laughs> really screwed die. <laughs> Don't die. Dying, so yeah, like, no, that's, I understand so that. So it was never fun. And so I was like, no, now I'm like trying to play this game and I'm fearful of dying. Uh, and so I never switched over. And then I took a break from WoW, kind of took a step back after like raiding had slowly evolved to take over my life. And um, he wanted me to get into 14 for A Realm Reborn. And he's like, this this is it. This And, you know, they all got to keep their characters. So it's a bunch of legacy players. So I joined in. And that is how I ended up so far off the lore train is I joined 14 with this whole group of people who are already at max level. And I was trying to catch up. And so, like, I just blasted through it. Um, I had just moved to D.C. My wife was still living in Dallas. We lived apart for a few months because her job couldn't transfer there. And so I literally sat in my apartment and just blasted through quests, not reading any of them. And so, like, I skipped basically all of ARR. So then when we go into Heaven's Word, anytime I got into a cutscene where they referred to anything that I should have known, I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. And so I just skipped that. And so then the problem just snowballs. And then you end up so far behind. And then we create this YouTube channel and, like... I mention offhand, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really a big lore guy. And that's like a giant no-no. Like, that's so, like, it's such a passionate community. And I have read every single quest in this, in Shadowbringers, including side quests that, like, I said something to Brian, he's like, I didn't catch that. And so, like, I am so in love with the lore right now because Yoshi P intentionally and the team made an effort to make this expansion. They said, there was statements saying, like, this is an expansion where, like, we don't expect you to have all the backstory. And so I'm really looking forward to the story squish to get a chance to like play back through it in like a reasonable amount of time. Cause I don't have 400 hours to start a new character. And Listen, grind. <laughs> not 400 hours, but I do agree with you waiting <laughs> 400 <laughs> hours to, to shadow bringers or something like that. Cause at least uh, from skill ups run through, it took him 463 hours from AR, and he went and did other things, but AR all the way through Shadowbringers and side quests. Yeah, he definitely did other things. I just did all the Realm Reborn, which is arguably the longest, and it was 63 Mm -hmm. hours. Okay, okay. So, and that's one of three pre-Shadowbringers. So I'd, I'd guesstimate 150 to 180 hours if you were to 
beeline that's through cool. story and, and you could shoot it. You could shoot it quicker if you skip cutscenes too. That's without skipping cutscenes the sixty three hours. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. would be would which is what I have to do because like yeah. there's no point in going back and playing it to skip cutscenes. I've done that. It won't be four hundred <laughs> hours though. <laughs> just don't just. Just, just if anything, I want to skip the gameplay. Can we skip the gameplay? Can you just let me do the quests? Like just one giant movie? That, there's there's a book for that in your in your in room. You'll miss some cutscenes, but yes, you can do that. Yeah, you'll miss some cutscenes. You miss a and few. Some... Okay, you just read. I've been told that, but the gist. You're you're a hero. There's a villain. <laughs> go, I mean, thankfully, I sure deliver these summaries you know. and stuff. So, like, I'm a lot more educated today than I was, but. And I've I've gone and spent a ton of time in Ethis's stream and asked a ton of stupid questions under the work to game tag. So you're sorry, Brian. I'm sorry, Brian. We yes, I wouldn't bear it. How do you not know going that? Going on? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, I love the lore in this game. I cannot wait for five three. Yeah. Five three in and of itself looks so freaking incredible. From a just like, is this going to like answer like the rest of the remaining questions that we have about the Echo, about the relationship of Zodiac and Hydaelyn? I'm not going to get into spoiler territory in case anybody watching this happens to be like, oh, no, I, I'm oh, not there the yet. moratorium on spoilers is passed. Don't even worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, as soon as we kind I, of do spoiler I can't pass, believe Thancred has such a crack addiction. That one came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, he's been crackless since, like, 3.1. So, like, any crack he oh, can get God. is, yeah. uh, you know, really, really gets him gets him going. So Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to segue off that. I'm not going to lie. I was like, how, okay. how do I how do I take that into the next topic? I guess I'll take a crack at it. That's that's the best yeah, thing I got. There sure. it is. Oh, but it's yeah. There you go. Oh. I really just do that to make Sly upset. All right. Well, we will again I, a oh, little bit later. We will take the opportunity to uh, to kind of go into predictions for five point three expectations for five point three. But sure. for now, we want to keep the topic on you guys. Now, you mentioned Brian a second YouTube channel. Yes. This shows Actually, you guys I are here many, but... as the first one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So work the game. Work the game is going to be the main topic here. So just like we've asked pretty much every other podcast, you talked about how you got into fourteen. That's Sly signature mm-hmm. question. How did this? How did it start? How did work the game? Start? We have a video how Chris met Brian because yeah. when we were first filming, <laughs> there was like this whole sitcom. thing that kept popping up in the comments where everybody like we would get all these comments that's like. It's just so great that you guys have this game you can share. And I'm like, it is great. And they'd be like, I just, it's just wonderful that you have a partner that has such passion for the same thing as you. I was like, that is awesome that I have this partner to share this YouTube channel with. And they'd go, I just, I just love how much like affection you guys show towards each other. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then like, and then slowly but surely, like, I'm like, Oh, oh no, like we have created a giant You're one giant fanfic now. <laughs> so I am so sorry that we gave that impression because now we have so... like, all these subscribers that are like, what a great representative of, of like this other community. And it's like, no, I just want to be really clear about where we are. We are two guys that talked about video games a lot and our oh, lives wow. got tired of listening to it. And so we decided we should film it as like a podcast that's how we got started is we will just let's just 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 put our thoughts out there because we want to not only know what each other think we want other people and we don't have enough friends outside of each other that can share this with us so let's just go to the internet where they all exist and um so that's when we started posting and then brian you you got like a how did you get your request for your first controller guide because that's when it shifted into something very different that's yeah that's when all of a sudden like 
because nobody watched the podcast. Like nobody cared, and I don't blame them. Like, hey, like this is a grind of guys talking about video games, and it was just like, yeah, that's fun. Like, we just recorded exactly like once a week. We would just sit down and just talk, and then eventually we're like, we should record this, and that's how that that came to be. Um, my my on road, and especially with work to game, really started with the announcement of fourteen. That's what got me into podcasting. What eventually brought me over, uh, I was a part of Curse, the Curse Network with FXIV Core, and I had that podcast. And then I went over to Aetherite Radio. And during the Aetherite Radio uh, perspective, like I would be engaging with the community, and they would be like, oh, you play with a controller. And so I would make these really detailed, personalized guides for how I set up controllers, like written out images like but i would tailor it to like the person i was talking with and so like they would be in game they're like i'm really struggling with this i'm like have you tried this have you tried this have you tried this and so i'd write these things up and then eventually i was like you know what i'm gonna try to film it and see if i can't take that you know written email that i would actually email like the individual with and put it in video form and all of a sudden it was like oh like we have one we have three video views on this like podcast like it was me chris who watched it and probably my mom and then it was like all of a sudden there's like thousands of people who've watched this controller guide and then they start asking for more. And so through uh, just even it was it started with the paladin. So as I got like, yeah, here's the paladin. Here's how I got those skills laid out. And uh, and there was like this is like it's so interesting to see where uh, Shadowbringers is compared to ARR because there wasn't uh, all these other features. And I remember like uh, trying to come up with creative ways to tr- just streamline the controller experience. And then it, what was interesting is we get a lot of the hardcore raiders who would come in and just destroy the guide because like maybe you're missing one OGCD, um, you know, as a part of it. Cause then I was like, from my perspective, I was like, well, if they want to do that, they can go do that. I'm just trying to make sure my hands don't break while playing this game on a controller and that I'm having a good time. I'm not doing savage raiding, um, at that time. And so I was like, yeah, like it is what it is. So it was a very educational experience but that's essentially like what what people started to know us for and uh and so then it was matter then it's like well what else can i teach and uh about this game that i have just such a fond love for and so i just started putting out like different guides and just explaining things in a way and people started responding to that and it was just like oh my gosh like i never thought of it that way and um you know and that's ended up kind of being a big part of uh what the channel uh is and we would cover other games and eventually we actually just met like last month and we like, all right, I'm posting about this and nobody watches it. Like, I'm just going to move that over to the second thing. Like we're just going to focus in on that final fantasy, um, you yeah. know, core uh, community that we have and just kind of, you know, do that. So it really started with the fact that I think, I don't know any other major uh, like uh, content creators in the 14 space that, that play with the controller and this, I don't, hopefully I'm not insulting anybody. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I have to be only, fair, you don't I've make YouTube videos actually so stream 14. It. I've only like I've seen them stream Persona and like just a handful of other games. I don't know why I've never caught a single 14 stream for Sly. It's always when he's streaming something else. And I've been, and months, I've been a subscriber to the Velvet Room and I love his right. animations. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he does like YouTube videos again. That is that is. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it's like if you don't tune in at that you know moment for 14, right. it's like you may not right. see it. Well, yeah, yeah, well, guys will put it on there. But I, uh, but I, I recently started doing um, PSO two using yeah. keyboard and mouse. I, why? Impressive. I don't understand. Like, not I do. P- I do keyboard and mouse too for it. But why? When you have when you can do controller? Yeah, I need to know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't, and I don't, kind of like sometimes switch it up because now I finally got the wireless to work on my um or the mm-hmm. Bluetooth to work. 
So it's easy to do it wirelessly. And I thought, well, you know what? New game, clean slate, first time, you know, just try to learn it. Mm-hmm. And it's not bad. It's not bad. Especially when you have an MMO mouse. So, yeah, it's not bad. Like the Steel Series Rival 500 MMO mouse with ergonomic design and tactile alerts. <laughs> it's the best controller I've ever used. <laughs> I've uh, said that a lot on my live streams, of that exact line. That's so curious because I, I've been playing PSO2 with a controller, and I, I find the weak, there's definitely weak, I feel like there's weaknesses in the PSO, how they've got it laid out on the controller, especially with different class skills. Like if I want to use can't pull it on Ranger. Keyboard mouse. Um, no, it's like, I, I for me, the, the controller, and I've said this numerous times, uh, because I'm a, I'm a software engineer, I work on the computer, you know, the keyboard all day long, and when I want to make that mental shift into a video game off work, uh, it's the matter that it's, yeah, it's a controller. So it's not like, oh, I'm at work, because, you know, that's just one aspect, especially when you work from home. I was already doing it for three years, so I've been training for this whole quarantine for three years. Um, and so it hasn't like, you know, but that's just a mental, a mental thing. Like I, I could learn on keyboard and mouse and I have done a couple of games that don't support controller with it, but I ended up not sticking with them because there is this weird, like, I feel like I'm at work and I don't like it. I'm not relaxing where it, with a video game, I tend to, you know, use it as a de-stressor. I get it now. This is the first time I've ever stayed at a computer this much for work though. I've always worked in outside sales and yeah. so like, I'm always out on my feet and stuff all day. So the idea of sitting there, I, I want as many buttons as I can have. So I actually don't even play WASD. I play ESDF, which moves me over one set of keys so that I have a whole nother ring for my pinky. Cause I want more keys than a regular keyboard layout. I'm, I'm QWE. <laughs> no. That's it. Are you really? running forward? Always. Running. I'm either running forward, left or right, and if I need to go back, it's it's like Q and turn the camera, or E and turn the camera, mm. essentially. Right, hold. I basically hold right click <laughs> the entire time I'm playing, so I can rebind ASD, <laughs> FR, all that. So I like Captain Squirrel says that maybe I should use a controller for work. <laughs> if you can figure that out, that would be impressive. Imagine being a software engineer and with a fucking PlayStation controller the whole time. Hmm, I could do something with that. You um, could, I'm sure it's possible. People have done, I, I feel like, crazier things than that with a controller, but hmm. I couldn't... That's how some of my guides got started. Somebody was like, I, I don't think you could do a controller on this guide, on this job. I'm like, alright, let me just try. And it's just a matter of trial and effort, effort and, you know, things like that. There's a lot of work that goes into them. I do feel bad because I'm definitely, like, we've, we're not full-time content creators. Like, uh, and there's just, like, that road to be where it's like, okay, this is what I do. Uh, like, I, I don't know how long that road ends up being, but uh, I do feel bad because people, it's one of the things that when Shadowbringers launched, I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then I started feeling guilty because it's like, oh, man, it's taking me a little longer because I got to go do this and I got to do this. And eventually I was like, I love you guys, but it's going to come out when it, when it's done, you know, like, yeah. I can't, I can't kill myself. My wife and my kids miss me. It's like, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to take this at stride. It's two years. I'll get it done before uh, 6.0. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. That's me in the versus no. series right now. I'm like, yeah, 10 oh, yeah. versus I'll get around to at some point. I've, it's, it's, it's there. It exists. They'll, yeah. It'll change. It's fine. We're good. Oh, but, uh, okay, so that's, I'm assuming, I don't know if Chris has anything to add to the start of the Work to Game channel to what Dell just gave us. No, that's, I, I mean, that's really it. I mean, we, we quickly learned that Brian sending out, you know, 
Sly's personal black mage guide is not a sustainable growth model. You can't, you can't make, you can't make individual guides for each individual request. So, um, putting guides out there in a public format and then just trying to be an on-ramp because at the time we felt like where it was on YouTube is there was a ton of documentation of like how to go clear an extreme or things like that. And there would, but there was this assumption of like, well, you already know all this basic stuff. And so we came in and, and, you know, not all the Twitch streamers post as much to YouTube, which makes sense. Twitch takes a huge amount of time. And so to kind of fill in some of the voids, um, was kind of how we got our start. And then just like everybody else, you start to get really into the game and you start to cover live letters and everything else. And then that kind of fills out the rest of a channel. Yeah, it was really uh, kind of interesting because uh, it, it, we had to go off of the assumption that somebody already knows this. Like, oh, I know this, therefore somebody else does. So basically we said anytime that would come up, we'd say, oh, let's let's just put that out there. And the response was just overwhelmingly positive. Somebody like would watch it and be like, I knew 50% of this, but 50% of this is brand new information to me. And then you get somebody in here and it was always, it always makes me laugh. There'd always be one person going, who in the hell doesn't know this information? This was a complete waste of my time. And then of course, like a thousand comments before that, it's like, like you just completely changed the game for me. And, uh, and so that's when I was like, okay, we're on to something in that regard. So the goal is, is like, let's just try to get as many people playing 14 as possible. Uh, I think that overall is just like, that's our goal. That's our mission. And so then we're like, yeah, let's, let's talk to people who've never played, who, who might be away for a while and just continually encourage right. that, that joy that we have, uh, for Final Fantasy 14. The videos would be titled like introduction to beginner guide 101 of X. And like one of the top comments would be like, I already beginner. knew all of this. Okay. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't see you didn't. Are you a beginner? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, are you a beginner? Like, I, I can't read Savage your backwards. Your thumbnails is like introduction 101 beginner guide. Like you can't put that many redundant words in there. I was like, look at these comments. Like I'm not getting the point across. Like we're not being clear enough that this is meant to be an on-ramp. Like I'm not saying that the person that's, you know, competing for world first is, they probably know all this. But like the settings in this game alone, like there's so much stuff nested deep in there and like learning how to put things on bars and, and all that is just, it's not handed to you. It's kind of like why I never did an ultimate guide because I was like, the people who are doing this don't need me to tell them how to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the people who aren't never going to do it don't need to know this. And the odd number of people in between, I don't think this is the best way for you to learn it. I never, I was, it was like the one category in 14 that felt like, do a text guide. Just go read, just go read something. Don't, or watch a kill video or something. Yeah, watch a stream. Like that, like at that point, it's like, just go watch these clips, these highlights, because that's essentially our, our philosophy and people like, you know, some, there's some in the community that don't like us for it, but our philosophy is to try to reduce the anxiety that somebody has. When stepping in, you know, it's like, okay, listen, like, let's, if we can make it, you know, if we can make it just easier for you so that you're not like nervous or anxious and things like that, that's, that's what we want to do. We want, cause we want to encourage more tanks and more healers. And, uh, cause I would like a shorter queue time when I want to, when I want to be on black mage (laughs) and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's completely selfish, uh, but yeah, what a great reason. <laughs> Sly looks confused. Well, Sly got offered to heal Savage earlier and turned it down, so he's not going to be much on your side for this. 
Mm-hmm. Come on, Sly, we want to nope. see it. Nope. Think think about the content. I mean, yeah, it's content, but no. Okay. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I mean, I would much rather put it like this. I would much rather tank than fucking heal. Healing is just anyone need stressful. a tank on primal. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> I, I just really want to see it. How do, you guys, how do you guys feel with the state of tanking and healing one year out from Shadowbringers? Uh, I co-led with a couple of others, uh, you know, on it, and we're a year out, and I remember, like, last year, everybody was like, oh, you know, casuals, and, like, they're, they've are they nerfed tanking, and they've homogenized healers. <laughs> I, I like that. You know, casuals. <laughs> well, they're, they're saying, like, they're just making it for casuals, and I was like, yeah. I don't know, like, I'm, I'm curious, because I think, from my perspective, is that the changes have really put a demand on healers. Like we, they've made it to where the people who were doing green T DPS are now like they've shifted either to tanking or, or into red DPS. And so it's like, okay, like I guess that's just, I guess the effects of it all. But, um, I, I, I can't get enough of uh, paladin, like whatever it is. I just adore it. This expansion and last expansion, like, it's like every expansion, it seems like a new tank has become, like, my my heart. You know, it's like, yeah. Warrior's got a like. hammer, man. You can't beat a hammer. <laughs> One you day. can with a sword and shield. <laughs> what about a hammer and a shield? Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as a warrior, I can just have a bigger hammer. Now you can have a hammer. And, and Shadow Rangers are going to have a hammer. The dwarf hammer. Right. There you right. Go. Um, I, I, so this isn't... No one who actually raids on these should care. I like I like them all pretty much. All the tanks, all the healers. I like I had the least fun playing warrior. See, that's definitely my bottom of the barrel across both roles. But mm-hmm. Paladin also. I mean, I've I've Paladin brought me into the solo territory this expansion. I I you saw can do so much. I soloed every Heavensward EX. I soloed almost all of Alexander Savage on it. Like it's it's been so much fun actually like it was like a mini raid tier for me paladin mm-hmm. it, like it, it's it opened up content kind of like how blue mage opened up old content for me paladin right so for that reason i actually really loved it as for actual tanking and healing i've i have healed a little bit of savage i haven't tanked any but um if for someone who doesn't do it super seriously it feels better other than warrior warrior for me is like anyone who has any plight against it i understand i don't enjoy it i didn't enjoy leveling it don't enjoy it at level 80 I'd rather play Dark Knight, even though everyone says they're the same. I don't know why, but that's just how I am with that. I don't know. Like, I when I played Warrior out at the media tour and we were all out there, like, it, I was just like, oh, hmm. But then it was like Paladin, Dark Knight, and, and Gunbreaker. I was like, there's something here. So I don't know why, but I just was like, I haven't leveled Warrior yet. I haven't been actually looking forward to it. Based off of my media tour, you saying that, I'm like, okay, I need, I need to get it done. It's going to happen this summer as soon as we get a, a, a launch date. Uh, four, five, three, but my goodness, like, I, I honestly, yeah, I think right. tanking is in a really good state. Like when, when I look back, it's like the fact that people are like, when we look and we talk to people, they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm getting it. It's, it, it's less intense. It's more about obviously managing your cooldowns, uh, especially for the bigger, more intense fights, but for just normal content, like, yeah, you can just be the one who wants to run forward, make sure you have your tank stance on. And just go nuts. Well, there's no TP anymore. Like, just <laughs> that's me doing overpower yeah. over and over again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but healing for me, I I have had a hard time getting back into healing. I've already I've leveled all my healers because there's only three. I know that's a point of contention coming into Shadowbringers. People want a fourth healer. 
I, I definitely feel like it, I do too. Hopefully in 6-0, we'll have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, healing just, like, I used to heal more. Now I heal less, and I feel like I'm part of the problem. <laughs> because it's like, all right, yeah, in-demand healer. Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, I don't know if any of you seen. We had we had Frosty TV on last week, and about two or three days ago, he put out a video that very accurately describes how it is when I'm with pugs and, like, I'm, I'm dealing with pug tanks. It, it, was, it was a video where basically he plays four people in, like, a light party, and he's mm-hmm. one of the DPS, and the tank doesn't have tank stance on. They're like, oh, it reduces my damage. And the tank just won't listen. And then the healer's like, I don't play tank, so I don't really know. And then the other DPS, he has like a fucking peepo face mask on his head. And he's just like holding the keyboard up and like pressing one button every six seconds. And it's great. And I hope he does more of those. But that's like, when I, <laughs> you, you saying that like, you feel like you're enjoying tanking a lot more. I I can't help but just think of that in this moment because I still yeah. see, as simplified as it is, I still see that level of of comprehension of of certain roles mm-hmm. and of certain jobs. And they've yeah. done everything they can at this point to reduce that. And other than literally doing for you, yes. When you do in and you are the tank, your tank stance will turn on automatically. Yeah, You'll just do it. Yeah, um, you can't turn it off. <laughs> so yeah, tanks. The big thing is it's now defensive timings and your DPS rotation, not swapping between stances. And healers have pretty much been brought down to the same at the, at this point too. But the point mm-hmm. where and chat got to this with healers, it, every expansion they do less and less GCD healing. <laughs> I feel like, and it just makes me it. it I'm okay with it because I actually think it's fun to just know exactly how to use the OGCDs, but it's a lot of pressure to know exactly where all those go without looking like a complete idiot. And uh, that can that can make it kind of tough to want to heal in some of the harder stuff if you have never done it before. So, mm-hmm. But I still think healers are at a point where they could safely introduce a fourth one. Um, I, I don't see the, the big enough disconnect. Astro just needs some MP regeneration, in my opinion, and there, that's it. We're good. I think right now it's also hard to gauge a good healer versus a bad healer off of, you know, the fact that we would never, ever, ever run any form of meters in this community. Uh, and so, like, a healing is very binary, right? A tank, like, how well they're managing their, their defensives can be felt by the healers, and how well they're grabbing everything can be felt by the DPS that pulls or the healer that pulls when ads join the fight. So, like, it's you can see it happening if you go back and watch footage. And a DPS, like, how fast things die is very measurable. But with a healer, it's binary. Did the party die? Did the party not die? And so really a brilliant healer, you don't feel how brilliant they are until crap really hits the fan or you and then they work. salvage it. Um, <laughs> or or like a moderate level of things hit the fan and then you suddenly just fall over dead and you're like, that wasn't that much stuff. Like, why did we die to like a one pull? Um, you know, so that's... I think with healers, like, making them more complex makes it really hard to get new healers to try it out because the moment that everybody dies, it's immediately on them. And there isn't any way to see improvement until you're just like, wow, last time it hit the fan that bad, I didn't save it, and this time I did. I must be getting better. I can say, as I saw, I just heal EX Primal's bunch. One one big thing I feel as a healer is the people who uh, take uh, they buy a plane ticket to West Bumblefuck and they're just way over there all the time. <laughs> Man, does that cost me OGCDs and eventually GCDs? Because they're just like, why didn't you heal me? And I'm like, I only have so many rescues. I can't to get reach you. The fuck you. Over here. All right, 
If you're not in range of my assize, if you're not in range, mm-hmm. if you're not in my asylum, you're dead to me. And you're actually dead. So stop. Okay? That's it. So Sly, when you heal Savage, just remember that. If they're over there, they're dead to you. Alright? And they're actually dead. Oh shit, that happens in dungeons. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're reading a book two hallways back yeah. and then they pull something right. like we all ignored. Mm-hmm. Right. And you, and you wonder here. why this pull didn't go you, so you well mean, when the tank pulled half of fucking Texas. You weren't there. I mean, that just sounds like being a good warrior. <laughs> you, stop, you stop pulling. The dungeon will tell you when to stop pulling. It has doors that don't open. You just, you just hard pull until you cannot go further. Yeah, that's another fun then, one. The the tanks who don't look at how far ahead of everyone else they are, like maybe they're they're sprinting and they're too far ahead. Just run back to them. Yeah, they never run back. Run back. Yeah. Pull it all and just bring it back. Mm-mm. Even no, better, going. They, 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 they are on style. a mission. They will not stop, like you said, until they get they, until that they door. hit a fucking door. <laughs> that Maybe door. Even, that on they, the warrior UI, there's a timer in the top, and if you don't if you don't clear the dungeon a certain amount of time, screen turns red. <laughs> it's not good, man. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta go. <sighs> yeah. Warrior warrior is not fun unless you are pushing the pace. I love warrior, but I push the crap out of the pace. And they're like, slow down. I was like, all right, then I guess I'll only three pull. I don't know. That's yeah, the worst I the can The true story, though, is is that he would also do that on Black Mage. Like, he'll be the one who's running <laughs> ahead of the warrior and doing the pulls. And it's like, pull it off me. Let's go. Like, what hey, are you we have doing? soul now. No, stop it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Uh, where was, I was about to go, oh, no, 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 the other one is even better, is when they burn all their defensives on the first big pull, but it's like one of those hallways with two, and then the next one they have none, and they're just like, I guess I'll just die. Good luck. I don't think Gunbreaker has that problem, though, because I always feel like with Gunbreaker, I'm always sitting on some cooldown. Yeah. Yeah, it's just ready to be popped. It's like, all I accidentally right. use the first 10. It's okay, I got more. That's when you really notice that the DPS suck, <laughs> is when you're on that second pull of your big pulls, but you have like the yeah, few small cooldowns, but then even those are cycling through, and, the, and you're like, fucking hurry up, DPS. I, I've used arm's length even. It's all gone, all right? One of the things that just boggles my mind is the, the illusion that DPS is the easy thing to do in this game. I have long felt like there's so much responsibility and it is felt very, very uh, significantly when a DPS is not doing what they need to be doing. Okay. And so, but people are like, oh, I want to hurt things. And it's like, you know that we're asking you to hurt things incredibly well. And if you're not like, it's just like there, I've always felt that I'm like, oh gosh, let's go. Like, why are we, you know, like, especially when you're like, oh, now we're in the, the second round of this phase. Uh, and we're on repeat until, until we can get to this percentage. Like, and I'm, I'm doing as much DPS as a, as a, as a white mage as I can. Um, all right. This is what Take it is. healers up. Why do we wipe? I deliberately go healer so I can <clears throat> DPS. So I'll know A, if there's a bad DPS, I'm doing something and B, that I don't in that same exact situation also have a healer not DPSing. I need to yeah. know. I need some security in my life when it comes to that. Exactly. It's the DPS from the Frosty video. See? I'm not the only one yeah. referencing it. There we go. <laughs> I think that's why Tom is tanking so well. I'd never tanked till 14. I'd always pushed it off. I mean, I'd had, like, alts in WoW and, and other games where, like, as a secondary class, I'd do it to, like, just kind of when we're just blowing through old content. Um, but I'd never mainlined, and then I switched to tank, and it's like, oh, that's what I love about it in 14, is you can decide the pace. Just, just keep it moving. Oh, yeah. That's good fun. 
Uh, wow, I'm glad this I think is the most I've talked about 14 in a podcast in six weeks. <laughs> for a 14 oh. podcast. We, yeah, for a 14 <laughs> podcast. We, we started it off with Fantasy Star and uh, and uh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. So anybody yeah. who wasn't interested, it's like, oh, this, they're not talking 14 here. <laughs> no, we made it. We made it. We figured it out. But these are the kind of discussions that work to game on the YouTube channel. You guys like to tackle these kind of discussions in particular, these, these things that you're bringing to the show as well. Yeah. So where's, well, the, fascin- likely- where's the fascination with this? Because you, you seem more fascinated from 14 like a systematic standpoint, not only oh, a yeah. content standpoint. So I started That's a game Brian design. and I have in common. Yeah. yeah. Like, we both, and we have a passion. So as a programmer, like, I've made games, um, you know, and it's just for fun and things like that. And it's always, like, every, I think, everybody who gets into any kind of programming has that kind of, like, introduction because it's like, oh, how do I make this game? And so I studied uh, game design at, like, University of North Texas. I've... Uh, built my own games. I, I write software. And so from a systematic perspective, I love breaking things down. I'm also a professional cartoonist. And that's one of the things that, uh, you know, I've done for a long time. I haven't done it recently because YouTube actually takes up more time than I have to sit down and, you know, draw a cartoon. And I haven't had a paying client on that in a while. So it's like, oh, well, that's not really kind of a, a priority. But with that, even with cartooning, like it's all breaking things down into their the core thing. Like the, you see the detail and, and the art, but you don't actually see the rectangles, the circles, the square, you know, like the shapes that like make those things up. So I've always kind of just tried to deconstruct things and understand them um, in that perspective. One of the things I don't think a lot of people actually understand about the channel, I know, at least in the comments, is that I also have always enjoyed debate and discussion in that regard. So we've always kind of said we're just like a discussion-oriented channel. Let's talk about it. And some people don't like discussion. They like the, it's, you know, A or B. Um, and we've multiple times presented ideas and viewpoints that aren't our own for the point of discussion and having that. So people in the community, whether it's on Reddit, in our own Discord, they might be having a debate and we'll like, hey, here's here's the two viewpoints. Like, what do you guys think? And having that um, that conversation. And so some people really love it and some people absolutely can't stand it. And it's always been like, well, like, why? Like, I'm, I'm always generally curious um, in nature in that regards. Chris? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, from a system standpoint, I've always kind of found a s- fascination with like automating things and like optimizing things. And I mean, it's what drew me to, to games like World of Warcraft or modded Minecraft, where like modded Minecraft has all these mod packs where you can go in and you can build these optimized systems and all of that. And so like, that's where the other side of that comes from. Like I'm working on a guide right now where you can make a million gil an hour, but it literally just comes down to optimizing. It just comes down to like how many, how many things can you do per minute? And then how do you do it within the subset of like being limited to 20 retainer slots? Um, because that's can really, can get a preview of that real quick? <laughs> this poor motherfucker over here. You, you missed it last week. Well, how, how lucky your maps were? Maps. Yeah. Huh? How lucky your maps were? Well, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot There's of no reason lumber, for money. Friend. There's none. There's no reason for money. So I make these guides, and it's all under the pretense, I am helping you earn a currency that has no real use. If you are not into constantly well, glamouring, you could be like, well, I want to buy a house. Money is not what stops you from buying a house in this game. Lack of supply oh. stops you from buying a house. I oh. How are you broke? <laughs> it hands you money. <laughs> It hands you money constantly. Everything you do. I agree. 
What do you spend? Well, more or less, what do you spend your money on? That's the real question. Well, you can craft your own. What's your I have, like, I have like five mil. I have like five mil. Like, and I, what do you need more? Well, four okay. to ten million is plenty. What are you buying that costs more than that? Okay. See, there's this thing I'm doing on July 3rd that costs like 30 mil, and we raised the 30 mil. Like, yeah, we raised it already. So I was left over like five mil, maybe a little bit more once I check my retainers. But yeah, yeah, it, it was that. That's yeah. fine. You found a reason to use it. I don't think you need yeah. more gill now, though, unless you plan on, unless you're getting ready for next year. I mean, why not, though? Okay, okay. I mean, that's why I have 200 million. Why not? Chris, you say that, you say that to me. Haps, how much gill do you have? 183 million last I checked. A lot. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so I, and I'm not trying to make our it. Channel it just happens. On how to make money. And like, I'll do them to test them. So I'll test a couple theories, then I'll find a method that works, and then I'll repeat that method until I feel very confident in it. Then I'll put out the guide. Mm -hmm. And so total, I'll make anywhere between, let's say, four and 16 million gil off of this, this guide. And then I stop doing mm -hmm. it. I never do it again. Guide is published. It's done. And the only time I ever do it again is when people post comments that say, well, because you posted this guide, this method no longer works. So then I'll go back and test it. Sure enough, still works. Works just fine. And I'm on Sarge's on us. Everything sells for, we just don't have that bustling of an economy. So everybody else should be better off because we seem to have a lot of rich legacy players that don't pay a lot for things. So like, I don't know. It's weird. Um, and so like, <laughs> I'll test these things out and then I leave them alone. And somebody in my discord chat said the other day, they go, Hey, I just want to thank you. I hit 250 million gil off of your first two gold guides. I was like, how? And they're like, I just watched them and then did that on repeat. And I was like, and it never stopped working? They're like, no, it never stopped working. I was like, well, I have more than two. Like, you can you can change it up. <laughs> and like, no, I, I just did it until they were working, and then they were working. So I just kept going. It's, it's so, like, in theory, these methods should work. And they're not crazy methods. And I'm not the only one posting them. Um, but that's what I find fascinating. I don't actually find the having 250 million gil to be the goal. I find the, like, let's find the method that makes the goal, the gold. And then as soon as that's done, like, as soon as I understand the method, as soon as the magic trick is exposed, I don't have any interest in it anymore. Yeah, I mean, we can expose a bunch right now. You can go into Stone Vigil or Ormvale or Wander's Palace, run in two minutes, grab the, grab the housing materials from the chest, craft those into some. Bam, you probably just earned 800k. Right there, depending on your server. <laughs> the question is how fast they sell. So because yeah. we have limited retainer slots, that's what makes it intriguing. Because selling a 1 million gil item that takes a month to sell, but takes up that retainer slot the entire time, is not as valuable as something that will sell for 10,000 gil as often as you can relist it day over day over mm -hmm. day over day. It will eventually catch up with that million gil. You know, especially at these items that it's, it's 10,000 and they can be stacked. So you can, you can go make 150,000 per transaction and you can do more than 10 transactions in the same amount of time. Yeah. People don't understand how easy it is to make gill and fortune. Super easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> no. You just, you take your tombstones that you don't need anymore for anything else, sell those. Get some fate gemstones here and there, sell those. You get materia from the hunt train, sell those. Do some maps, sell those. Up the, it, oh, it's, don't sell your materia. Well, I'm not. I have like a thousand, but sometimes I sell a few extras here or there before, like in between, like at that exact middle point, because I have like mm -hmm. thousands of materia. I'm like, I don't, I'll never need 
5.3 and 5.4, all the excess is being sold you, off. You're talking about Mutamexing, right, Chris? I'm what talking about Mutamexing. Yeah. yeah, dump dump your materia dump your materia as you get it because it only goes down in value. So there's you're better off letting it sit as gill than you are as materia. But you should mutamix your materia. I don't you're get my about crafting and gathering about materia animal crossing boring level task. Mutamex is incredibly boring. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's just that it's I, good I money. when I when you have thousands of materia and you can get I get twenty to thirty k per and I can get that in like mm-hmm. I get like thirty to forty in an hour. I'm like. I'll sell a few of these, and then I'll hang on to the rest. And then in 5.4, all of the excess, I'm going to be like, hello, Raiders. I don't need this anymore. And a lot of you, for some reason, still do, and I don't know why. <laughs> when I do Mutamex, I do anywhere between one and 3,000 Materia a day. Oh. Oh. You just turn on a movie, man. You just turn on a movie, and you just do it. Just crank it Jesus. out. Jesus, That sounds like a gathering day for me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna release another great way to make Gil. It's another great way to make Gil. Because uh, movies and music is all copyright. I'm. I'm gonna raise a counter. I'm gonna raise a counterpoint. I already have 200 million. Making more and sitting at Mutamix not high on my priority list. Why would you? Right. Why would you? I can't. That's that's been my that's been my frustration with with Gil in the game. And there's not in my mind like a, a light switch solution, right? Because a lot of the stuff is is dropped. Um, I only, I wish because a lot of it is driven into glamour housing and things like that. That's where a lot of people find value. And then you have the high end rating with potions and food and uh, things like that. So there's these bigger kind of economies that, that exist. My personal thought, I'd love to know what you guys think about it, but, um, outside of the current expansion, so excluding Shadowbringers, I wish all the dungeon gear was tradable on the market and enhanceable by crafters. Because when you're talking about that glamour aspect, somebody's like, oh, I'm going for this set that drops from these dungeons. They could either choose to go purchase those with Gil, making Gil more valuable, um, you know, in that regards. And then also your drops from the dungeon, you could turn them into the, to your grand company for seals, or you could list them on the market because there's a demand for people who might like, I haven't seen that hat drop. I haven't seen this drop. But again, I would say keeping it out of the current expansion, thus to encourage multiple runs of the dungeons at the current, but then for anything previous, like that just becomes a, a new economy. I don't know if it would work, but that was always an idea I've had. That's the thing. You're focusing on the player part of the economy. The game, in my that's not the problem for me, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. My problem is there's no guild dumps. If you're not buying a house, essentially, oh, yeah, to take exactly. money out of the economy, mm-hmm. not enough. That I, want, I just throw them if you want. Just give me a mouse. So, it costs a hundred mil. I'll buy it. Fuck it. That's a hundred mil out of it. So those, te- those only work temporary because when they're getting introduced, introduced to the game, that price is static, and so really rich players will buy it right then. Everybody else will wait until a hundred million gills not a lot because we have a continual inflation in this game. <clears throat> Most MMOs run on an inflation rate that is actually more rapid per month than what the inflation was in the United States during the Great Depression per year. Like, we are on a hyperinflation. It would be alarming if this was the real world. And that's just how game economies work, because gold is produced, and we don't have upkeep. We don't eat. We don't pay taxes. We don't we don't have anything that constantly draws from us. So you only spend money when you want something. You never spend money when you need something. And so it just causes all this to build up. So what you need is you need something that mimics the loot system. So the way the loot system works in the game is you run a dungeon to get loot, Right. And that upgrades your eye level. And then what is the purpose of having an higher eye level? You just run harder dungeons. Yeah. That's it. 
Yeah. And that's, then what is that always drop? in any game? It's, it's why it's I don't cer- care about horizontal versus vertical because you're literally still achieving the same thing. You're getting the loot. To, it doesn't matter. It's it's you're turning it's it out anyway. Loot. It's yeah. loot for loot. The eye level is worthless. The eye level is just you moving up the rungs of this of this progression ladder. And then every expansion, we knock the ladder over and we start a new one. And we just go in a circle all expansion. The number is just a number. I don't care what the eye level number is. They want to move us to eye level 9,000. That's fine. It's just a number. And then the bosses are scaled to that number. But with gold, it doesn't do that. You acquire gold for the purpose of getting gold, and then that's it. So make it a loop. So give me a progression system. Go give me retainers that I can level up by sending them off to retainer college at a million gil a semester and, and they can, and they can come back and now, and now because he finished his eight semesters of retainer college, he can list 21 items. Great. I can list 21 items instead of 20, but I blew through like nine bajillion gil to get him there. And that's perfect. And it just dumps gil for the purpose of making more gil. Can you drop my transaction fees? Instead of paying listing fees or whatever, can you drop that by 1%? Something that doesn't matter. It takes a billion gil before you're actually net positive. And just give me something that, like, the people who play the game for the purpose of making gold can just use gold to eventually make more gold. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt anybody else. They don't that's bully anybody out of the market. So is, is that the college. new is that the new retainer jump potion? Retainer college? Sure. That's, that's, it doesn't like matter. It. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I would like, take that. You gave you gave Monsation an idea. A progression Holy crap. That's and the progression system costs gold. And it helps you make more gold by some fraction of a percent, right? An eye level jump. It's nothing. I have twenty one listings instead of twenty. Who cares? Who cares? Somebody out there like, cares you. a lot. We're right, but it's great. And they can go dump a hundred million gill into into whatever that upgrade system is. But as a player, especially when you, when, let's say we, we're just going to keep Retainer College because I love the name. Um, but it's like, then all of a sudden you start building out more and more pathways. So as a player, you end up having a, a choice. You know, like, what do you feel like that investment is? Do you want that mount? Do you want this? Do you want, you know, like, and so yeah, there's definitely, it'd be great to have additional, uh, guild yep. things. I always thought it was interesting, um, especially when you can lose physically your house by being unsubscribed after a period of time. I always thought it would be interesting to see just a kind of a taxation on, you know, like, okay, you have a house and there's just a, a gill fee for maintaining the house uh, as a part of a gill sink. And you don't lose your house if you're on sub. You just need to have enough money in the bank to have it cover the fees. <laughs> then you get over, when are you going to get the overdue notice right. in your fucking Gmail? Right. <laughs> Final yeah, Fantasy exactly. 14. Like, you're overdue right. notice. <laughs> right. I you know can a lot of escrow account. It's you can fill an escrow like, account with taxes. six months worth of, of upkeep. And if that escrow account ever empties, then you the house is foreclosed on. It goes back on the market. That's way so too you know I don't hate it. That is so real that if I got an email about that, I might actually get anxiety. Yeah. We're the guys who were like, you know what be really good what this game really needs? Taxes. <laughs> That's what this game needs, taxes. That would really taxes. It's upkeep. Right. It's what upkeep. keeps it clean yeah. and all that. <laughs> and so, like, as you go through the foreclosure process, yeah. like, it, it, your house is now dirty. You haven't lost it yet, but it's dirty. All the floors are dirty. The grass is overgrown. And it's like, why I is that like, happening? Like, oh, that's your warning. I like how Aragon says taxation is, is theft. When I would say what literally is happening in the game is theft because you, they force you to stay sub so you don't lose this house, which is very hard to get. 
they're like it's like they're I'm taxing like, you in oh, real I finally got a house. I'm like, congratulations, <laughs> you're never unsubbing. <laughs> yeah, they're taxing yeah, you in real dollars because they're making right. you stay sub to keep that yeah. house. Exactly. Right. So Every time like, they add a housing district, how many permanent subs are we adding to the game? Yeah, that'll never take a break. I don't know how many <laughs> how many wards are there? How many wards do they release? Is it for thirty sixty? I think. Because they it's do, they do thirty and wards and thirty sub wards. Don't they? They well, there's, uh, I think it's 130 total when you actually factor in the um, sixty they have, plots. I well, think. No, it's having more than sixty plots because there's more than it's one. It's a ward. huge number and nowhere close to what's desired. Well, wait, 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 I was you're talking about like within each individual ward, right? Yeah. Well, I'm or just trying just... to figure out how many people who have accounts just and buy out the whole ward so we can actually get a number on this answer. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there still not like individualized instanced housing? Uh, at the end of the day, like it is, I, I, I'm, oh, mm. I'm so tired of going to an event. Mm. And we won't be here in 2020. And it's like, can we get more housing? For the love of God, can we just fit? Just like, really stop wasting the housing the thing. Even I'm if you so don't like housing, it. it still benefits you. And I'm not because right now they're using up Q and A time on a question that they will never answer. Well, it's, it can't be solved because there's always demand. And so, like, I'm so, like, the, the housing thing for the, especially because I spend a lot of time talking with people who just can't get a house. And I'm like, this sucks. Yeah, it could, it should be fixed. I don't know, like, what no- dollar number do you need another million subscribers square to get this, like, resolved? Like, let's just, can we close the chapter on it? The horse has been beaten to death three times over and we still have a housing crisis. How much Krista would you donate to, to, to be towards the fix? Um, they said I'm, there was an amount of I'm not rich, so I have, I think, 200 Krista in my account. So there we go. <laughs> if I was a wealthy man, like, uh, Ninja, like, said he'd, uh, he'd donate a million for them to remake 11, and I was like, why? Well, I, 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 I know. I throw in my $2. Like, let's get this going. Let's go. Crowdfund it. <laughs> Kickstarter from Square Enix. Why, how much <laughs> your neighborhood Square Enix you? needs a little help. <laughs> Wait, what happened? How much Krista are you putting towards ending the housing crisis, Sly? Just say zero. You already have one. <laughs> yeah. You're like, good luck. I, mean, I have one, but people fucking missed out. Like, yeah, yeah, they just come to yours then. Yeah, again, July third. Shurgane, Ward Two, Plot Sixty. We're getting even uh, Ish Guardian housing, which is going to be, I think, a, a big assist and help. Yeah. For a lot of people, but still going to fall down. I don't want to fucking move from Shiragane, though. That's the thing. Like, we could put a thousand like... plots in Ishgard, and people, people, the very same day, they will be sold out, and people will be sad. Yeah. I, I, I imagine, like, that the, thing is, that the thing is, is like, you want them to, this you want them came so they want fucking late. This, came, this got implemented so fucking late, and it's like, well, fuck, I'm happy in Shiragane. Yeah, I was happy in the lavender beds before Shiragane. Shiragane comes in like, oh fuck yeah, there's a hot springs behind our house. Hell yeah, I'm going, I'm going there. Um, guardian housing is is confirmed. It's guardian housing, so I'm going to pay this much to move to the high fantasy version of the wire. Nah, I'm good, fam. <laughs> I'm good. I'm telling you, man. So uh, the one comparison I make, I don't give a fuck about housing. <laughs> Let's be clear. Despite how many hours I put in Animal Crossing. I don't care. <laughs> it looks yeah. nice. I have a stream. Yeah, he doesn't care. Like, Listen, how many? How many are you at right now? Like six hundred? Like six hundred what? More than that? Hours. Listen, we don't need to. Let's find out. Anyway. Yeah, um, <laughs> we don't really need to know that. <laughs> oh, but, I don't you check know. that. 
As but uh, you know it, it couldn't hurt. Five hundred eighty. You were a dollar per hour is the game worth it. I can tell you it's worth it. Well, if it's at a dollar an hour, then uh, I've got five hundred eighty dollars worth of Animal Crossing on my on my Switch right now. For sixty bucks, what is a dollar per hour of joy? Is how is how Brian and I. All right, well then maybe it's like forty. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) How many are trying to argue? You push it through some garbage. Those dollars don't count. Somebody was trying to argue that our scale was too high. It was too restrictive at a dollar per hour. Have you I'm seen like, a movie? A dollar yeah. per hour is, an, is a bargain. Yeah, I was like, movie's ten dollars, and it's not always good. I was like, if you if you get if you want it to be fifty cents an hour, go, go see it for it. But like, That's I'm going to rate it like with that. <laughs> I bet yours is higher. In California, yeah, I was gonna say I can't remember the last fucking time I only paid ten dollars to go see a. Yeah, when I lived movie. in DC, it was like seventeen for a matinee. No, I'm the only I, person everyone there in California, everyone in California, you have it's it's assigned seating, and they give you like fucking recliners, and they're like, "Here's give us thirty bucks," and we're just like, "Yep, that's worth it." Doing it, oh yeah. Uh, no, yeah. the recliner the recliner seats here are still like thirteen dollars a ticket, fourteen dollars a ticket. I'm gonna need you to stop talking. All right, that's what. And they bring it to the recliner. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to need you to stop. You don't feel great. You're here? So, I need you to be here. Please. <laughs> Please. The, the, the only advantage that really you have is obviously in like location to all the development and publishing uh, publishers in the game uh, culture out there in California. But like when you've told me in the past, like, like man, I'll stay in Texas, hands down. <laughs> like... If I go anywhere I else, I'd probably go to Vegas, to be honest. Vegas, it's the only, man. It's I, the only place that's not near an ocean that I could probably still get seafood in. Well, that, and you also have that the international airport, so you could get pretty much yeah. anywhere you needed to pretty quickly, absolutely. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. If, if I go anywhere that's not, yeah, that's, that's where I'd want to go. Or Texas, to be honest. Texas would be my other my other choice, personally. Yeah, Austin has like been exploding, especially with game development and all. Yeah, I know. That's why I don't want to move there because that's not any cheaper than living in California. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be not. It's still it's still cheaper now, but it won't be in five years. In five years, living in or near Austin is gonna be like living in or near like L.A. Yeah, guarantee it. Yeah, it's a cool city. Yeah, it is definitely a cool city. Absolutely. I'll move. I'll move to the Carolinas. I'm gonna move in with Sly. Mel, Mel, and I are moving in Sly. Congrats. Sounds good. We're not going to live like fucking kings here, man. One of the things I hope for is that like, we get more high-speed internet like around the world because it's like, oh, like... Uh, like That's what we need. Well, because it's like, oh, you live in New York or California and you do a remote job. Well, do you want to go have $60 rent out in Montana? It's like, go nuts. You got high-speed internet. Like That's unique, That's unique to the U.S. My sister lives in an impoverished part of Romania. In a village that if you get her name or the street number correct, it will make it to her house because that few people live there, and she has faster internet than me. I believe she that. Has, she has two. She has two hundred down, and uh, when you're you cannot have housing materials delivered to her village in the winter because the roads are not good enough, and horse and carriage will pass you on the road. I am not joking. Like it is. It is straight up out of like a Disney movie. There's gypsies. It's it's. <laughs> it's and they no, like, you know what you're reminding me of? Made up. I was assuming those were made up into in like the the colored hats and like the you know the mismatched clothes. Like it, it's straight up like is exactly what they look like. There's Have you ever been yelled by a gypsy? There. That's a treat. No, I, I had a. Oh, dude, it's incredible. Like it was we were we were in Sweden and like I. Like the guy, uh, just bless his heart. Like was like, oh yeah, here, here's a quarter, a U.S. quarter, in Sweden. It's gonna cost him 
a dollar to convert that to Swedish money. I was like, you just handed him a big pile of nothing. He thought he was doing something nice with the, the, the gypsy. The gypsy lost their mind. They're like, okay. <laughs> I was like, it was a really, it was an interesting educational experience. Like, and he's like, why are they mad? I go, you handed him a negative dollar. Like, it was just like, give him some money. Let's, let's go. Anyway, good times. Good times in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, I had something I was going to say and I totally forgot what it was. <laughs> That's what I'm good at doing. I'm derailing people's trains. Don't worry, that's... We are like professional derailers. Yeah. Yeah, and I... And re-railer is not a term I want to have anyway, because it just doesn't... It's not. Frosty's probably the best re-railer. I don't like that word. (laughs) Re-railer. Back on the tracks, conductor, re-railer. Doesn't work. Bend over, it's time to get get (laughs) re-railer. Oh, so 5.3 Brought to you by Rage Shadow Legends. There. Bend over. <laughs> Bend over. Is that the new class, the re-railer? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more like Torchlight uh, 3, to be honest, when it comes to the train That's right, class. with the, with the Railmaster, yeah. Oh, yeah the ra- Railmaster's not a much, much better name either, to be honest. No. Master no. of the railing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a massive. Yeah, Chris and I actually were coming up on our uh, in August four years on YouTube. That's nice. when we started. Yeah. So, so if you'd like to, if you'd like to reelect, who takes over work together? I thought you were going to say rerail. I was like, that's <laughs> if you'd like not... to rerail. <laughs> oh yeah, gamer girl, I am a, a hard fanboy. I was like a, just a flub or whatever that I kept in the end of video. I was like, yeah, because like I was, you know, it's like I'm a fanboy, but I was like, I'm a hard fanboy. Oh god, like that's that's gonna go over well. So I, the, it really depends on what how what what syllables you put emphasis on when you say that because that oh, can yeah. that can mean some very different things. That can that it can. That's why it's oh man, you know, it's like and now it exists for eternity. So my great grandkids can be like, you know, oh he's a hard fanboy. What's that? Don't look okay, up. we nestled it. We nestled it secretly in a library of two thousand videos, so they'll never <laughs> find it. No, you think that people are diligent. People I, assume find we're, I, assume we're, I assume we're well over two thousand posts now. I have no idea. I stopped counting. It's a lot. Yeah, just keep posting. <laughs> you don't have to be good at it. Just just keep throwing stuff at the wall. That's our advice to anybody that wants to get started. Just was, try anything a couple of thousand times, and you'll be better than when you started. You hope. <laughs> you hope. Because if you're not... Some, somehow your last video was far worse than your first video. It's like, interesting. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. It really will be your last video after someone tells you that. It's like, okay, YouTube's sure. weird with recommendations. Every once in a while, we'll get a comment on like a five-year-old video, and they're like, your video quality is garbage. And I was like, you should see it. more recent stuff. You're making me want to check my emails. because like, I get an email for every comment that I get and I oh, just have it in like a separate tab. Off? No, I put it in its own tab. <laughs> no, I literally it, it, okay. it, it's in a hidden tab that I I don't like see oh, and I don't man. get I don't get notifications about. But if I'm ever see, I, curious, yeah. <laughs> I can go find that tab. The uh the new filter tools have made it real fun because I always like to go and engage with the comments and things like that. That's more than part of like we more than anything we love comments on our videos because it's just getting people different perspectives but also we respond to every single one. Well, yeah, that was a used to. Now until, it's like, you know, we do, it got like, I do like hours. Yeah. I do try to spend a little time every day just kind of like going through comments and they've added new filter tools. So it's like 
contains a question from a subscriber or from a non-subscriber or things like that. So it's like pop, 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 pop. The one I want is I want to set it at like watched at least 10 seconds of the video. I don't need it to be the whole thing. Like let's set it real low, like three seconds, 10 seconds. Like if you're commenting and you have not watched 10 seconds, hold on. (laughs) <laughs> that, is that going to be the next evolution of the comment section on YouTube? It'll state how long, like on Steam, how long you've played a game when you review it. That's going to be the YouTube. That's going to be the evolution of the Matt, YouTube. Matt, Matt put out a video, and they can they can already track it. Like, yeah, I know they it. can track it because they tell me about it. it over. Yeah, they just don't you just don't share it with us. But we can track like subscriber status. But like, I don't I don't really care whether or not you're a subscriber. If you have a good comment, I want to respond. But like, I want filters of things I'd actually use. And the one I would actually use is like, did you watch? At least enough for me to say hello. Like, is there, Did you is there any the audio that's entered your ears? Yeah. They're like, oh, I saw your thumbnail and I have a strong opinion on this. Well, hold on. Yeah. No, the best, the best is, the best is live streaming when you put like, I'll use, I'll use, uh, Torchlight. I, I play Torchlight mm-hmm. today. It's in early access right now. First yeah. two words in my title are early access. Be like, oh, is, is this, really- in our, is, is this available now? Like the first question and I'm like, I'm yeah, playing see? it and the title or or I'm playing PSO2 NAPC ship 2 Is this is is this available in the west now? Are you playing on Xbox or PC and what ship are you on? And I'm like I don't know how you filter for that. You don't cuz the you people don't. asking don't have you filters. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's no there's no people debuff filter, unfortunately. Otherwise, Sly would have bought one immediately. <laughs> Sly can't handle that people debuff. Oh. I can't. <laughs> well, so far it's been a fun discussion, but one thing we want to start looking towards is the future. We talked about what we've been doing, waiting for 5.3. But 5.3 is still... It's, it almost feels like so long since we learned about it that I feel like I want to talk a little bit about it, finally. Because mm-hmm. yeah. according to Yoshi P, there will be a live letter in July. Yes. Makes sense. When in July yep. is another question, because if it's the end of July, it would mean the patch is until August. But Mid. I think, I think the last mid. Tuesday of July is when the patch will release. That is my prediction. So uh, ten days before that is the live letter. That's my prediction. I'm thinking... Ooh. Yeah. So that would if that, that, my that would be the 28th, that the, last, well for me. the last Tuesday is the 28th, which is uh, the day after my birthday. So if that's patch, it's going to be a birthday stream. <laughs> that's going to be fun. Be. So I'm thinking the 17th, like which is a Friday. You think the man. patch or the live letter? The live letter. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so 10 yeah, days, yeah. yeah, 10 days before. That that fits the usual scheduling. We also confirmed we can keep using the Moogle event as a four-week prediction because they confirmed the patch was originally slated for June 16th. So mm-hmm. that information is still information we have, thankfully. Um, but that's, yeah, that's where I'm throwing my prediction is the last Tuesday of July for the patch. And I think that makes sense. Despite that, I feel like there are things that we still they've mentioned before that we still really don't know about. Or we don't really know what to expect. So right. let's like the expiration mm-hmm. content for one thing. Yeah, um, you know, like that's supposed to because we're not getting a deep dungeon. The the ultimate raid is pushed to five five, uh, which I actually I think that's the smartest thing. Yep. Five five tends to be just both 
massive interest, but that also is the hard end content. So you end up getting like a huge amount of influx going into the, the expansion. So I think that's just genius. But um, personally, I'm really, really, really interested in what the exploration content is because Eureka itself, I think, was amazing in putting me back into 11. And it's like, it was exactly what I wanted, and it made me go and realize it was actually done better in Final Fantasy XI. So I was like, I'm just going to go and shift my time there. And that was obviously when Eureka first came out. <laughs> Eureka, I, I agree. About my WoW subscription reaction. Yeah, so. it's funny. <laughs> because digging on it, it has sold the crap out of other subscriptions. I, I liked <laughs> it. Like the weakness and the, the frustration I have with it is that it is also not leveling content. I wish, mm-hmm. wish that Shadowbringers had Eureka now as a way to go and level up outside of dungeons and things like that. Like, just if I could go and, yeah, and there's the, the elemental level, but imagine if it was also just giving me experience and things like that. Like, I think that would have been something really utilized. And my hope is, is that with whatever they've done, they, they utilize the technology they built with the world visit. My hope is that this uh, exploration content, instead of being using the instant servers, it uses the world visit server, so you can still have access to the party finder and your. Well, your I'm gonna companion. shut that down immediately because I know oh, that. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> that's that's a hopeless that. endeavor, and I'm going I to destroy hopeless, your soul. I'm right a hopeless now. dreamer. So the- the advantage of moving it to a world visit type system is that you talk to an NPC and instead of being queued into an instance server, you're no longer on the instance timer because the instance server inherently baked in a timer. And so you'd remove that. So you can go spend as long in, in Chatterbringers Eureka as you want. The other thing it does is when that content gets older, um, like Eureka has, um, there are still people who want to go back and do Baldesian Arsenal, but it's really hard to find a group for that. And by putting it on a world visit server, you would have everybody in a data center going to the same Eureka instead of having Eureka's tied to instant servers. And so you would like inherently be merging everything. Yeah. Um, so it would be a huge advantage. Oh, I agree. I, for me, it's not even that. It's the ability to go and do something solo in there while queuing into a dungeon. That's how I think or of it. Or in the, in the PvP. Like, that's yeah. the thing. I was like, I would be sitting in queue in PvP just playing around in Eureka. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And that's why I, that's where my frustration was like, okay, I'm going to go do something else because there's no point in me getting mad at this game because there's, it, if they could do it, they would. But I'm really interested in what this next round of exploration content is. I think some of the Eureka is some of the best zone design, only then matched by what we've seen at Shadowbringers with the zones and how Absolutely. they delivered that. Well, I can tell you this: they will never okay. make anything reminiscent of Pagos ever again. When yeah. you said when you said it made you want to play Eleven, Pagos did that to me in particular. It's like you want me to fucking play Eleven? Fine, fine, yeah. <laughs> All the most I was okay with, and I liked Pyros and Hydanos. Pagos. I wanted, I wanted to be the complete idea. We obviously learned that Eureka was delayed. We obviously learned that throughout its evolution, that those were the features they wanted in in day one. And it's just like, yeah, I wanted, I want y'all to have the full vision of it. And then also, like I know Yoshi P. When we all talked to him, he's like, yeah, we want to do more content like Baldi's and Arsenal, and I think that's just fantastic. So. I'm very, very like interested in that. Obviously, the story is primary thing. The primary thing I'm, uh, I'm in for, and then essentially it's what is this? And it's a curiosity. I, I hope I get hooked on it. Like I, my, my wish is that whatever it is, I, I can't stop playing it. I really want to. I really want to be back in fourteen in a way that I neglect these other games again, like I have done for the last uh, ten years for the most part. Outside of like I have. Destiny, which is always kind of that, there's always a weird relationship with that game because 
it's you know you it's it's on or it's off you know that, that's that's the community as well as like everybody's all bitching about it uh, a couple weeks ago and I, and I was like it must be spring because people are pissed at destiny like that like it's like a clockwork with that with that game but um no I really want I really hope that uh, whatever this uh, exploration content is so addictive for me that I unsub from 11 that's that's what I'm hoping for well just make sure you do your Mars orbs every month because you got to get those omen bodies anyway Okay. So you gotta do that at the very least. Um, well, all we know about that so far is it'll be Eureka-esque in a sense that it'll have its own leveling system. It'll have logos, mm-hmm. action, like something akin to logos actions. There will be a mm-hmm. codename BA2 at some point. You don't know if it's in the first one or not. They've made no further. Yeah, that's fine. Right. We've made no further advancements on that information. The most interesting thing about it that's come up as of late, uh, Yoshi-P's actually been doing uh, little commentaries over old producer live letter reruns. He's just been like typing in the chat. Um, in these, in these all Japanese chats. And he said that when he was playtesting Bajja, he just had so, he was having so much fun, he forgot what he was actually supposed to be playtesting. He was just like running around it and doing whatever it is he just wanted. He's like, wait, 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 what happened? What am I supposed to be doing? What's on my schedule? So, right. we never heard anything like that for Eureka. Eureka, they stayed pretty quiet about their, whatever results they got from testing. They just said, yeah, it's a big zone and there's leveling. And I guess now that that expectation, all everyone knows what to think. They're actually talking about like the the experience with it and the story behind it and everything. So and I'm you won't sure. be tied to it, right? So that's so, like, the other thing. The, yes, it'll be the premier relic experience, but not the only relic experience. If you preferred anima or zodiac style weapon grind and you want to go into the old instances and do your leveling roulettes or spam whatever trial is like light bonus, or feel free right. to do that. Or, and we don't know if you can mix and match the two. We don't know if you can do some of one, some of the other, if you have to commit to one path. That's what we still don't know. But you also can choose... I would hope you can mix and match. That's what I would hope you could do. I would hope so if you just want a week off or whatever, your friends that you normally go to Eureka with aren't there and you want to do something different, you can go do instances for more time, but change it up. Yeah. And with and then you also just have straight up exploration content which you will also advance the weapon and you will also advance the story just like you would if you don't but you're not ever pigeonholed into one or the other. It's all player choice at that right. point as to how you want to actually advance your relic weapon. Right. But with that I do pose a question. Do you think that will devalue the actual exploration content because people did it cuz they had to before? to get their relic, that put more people in there. If you have a choice, do you think it stands high enough on its own that people look at, like, the armor or Baldessian Arsenal or the Tombstones or even just the content as a whole is its lone structure and it stands on its own as not being the sole choice? I I think it gives us a better feedback mechanism. Um, Right now, we can only look back at the number. They can look at the internal data of how many hours were spent, how many sets were gained, and things like that. Um, as metrics, but you can't tell how many of those players resented it, right? You can only, you can, you can only see how many people did it. You can't gauge joy from playtime. Uh, you can go out to Reddit and find out how many people were upset, but that's about it. And so, like, what I, what I do appreciate about it is it will give them a more direct feedback loop on, like, okay, I created these other methods and people would rather go do these other methods for more time to get the same results than come into this content. Um, the downside of that is if that content is only fun when there's large groups, then you end up with like a PVP type system where there are people who like the PVP in this game and they want to do it. They just don't want to wait five 
freaking hours to get tossed into the same lobby against the same opponents. Like, I like PvP in 14. I don't do it because the wait times are too long and I keep getting tossed against the same, same pre-made. And then because I don't do it, other people don't do it, and so like that spirals out of control. So as long as they're able to get over the threshold where it's viable, um, I think this is a better choice. I think I would err on the side that player choice is something I, as a as a player and from my development perspective, uh, prioritize. And I see this a lot in games where if you're forcing somebody to go into something that they don't enjoy, um, that's just bad design. I think that there's other ways that you can kind of address that. And I think that was the weakness, in my opinion, of Eureka originally. Um, my game time, my play time can vary wildly. I might have 15 minutes, uh, you know, you know, at lunch. I might have three hours on a Monday night to play. And I always felt like it would be, in, um, and I felt like with Eureka, they pulled a lot of people also out of the open world. And so the worlds just felt barren. Uh, especially when that content ended up coming out. But I always thought like it would have been interesting to see, even if it was like one or 25% efficiency, that by doing other things that you were interested in, you're still overall making progress, uh, with whatever system you, you have like giving the player more choice and allowing them to be drawn into different content. Now, the design perspective still exists. Like why do something outside of it? Cause somebody was, I remember somebody was like, uh, oh, you do it because it's fun. And it's like, I'll do something five times, six times because it's fun. But then eventually it's like, I'll just go do some, like I want, you need variety. And that's where the, you've seen them introduce different systems like the, like the Wanderer's Tales. And I think that would be something where you just, you take what the existing theme park and you find ways to have synergy in the entire system. Uh, and this is obviously a very high level, like point and very easily said than done because you know, there's so much balancing that you have to come into play because all of a sudden, you, let's say, you find a way, uh, an exploit that you do this one thing and it beats that, you're going to drain that because at the end of the day, players are like lightning. They're going to find the most efficient and fastest way to accomplish, especially a repeatable task. Uh, it, you suck out any kind of fun because at some point you're like, I'm just trying to get this done. Um, but if you give players more opportunities and to kind of, Find the, find the fun, um, and then progress in different ways that they want. I think ultimately, yeah, I, that would be my preference with, with whatever this ends up being, if that makes sense. No, it does. I, I yeah. Sly, how are yeah. you, are, I don't remember what your progress was like in Eureka, Sly, and what your plans are for Boston. I don't remember. Like current Eureka? Well, well Eureka, you know, when, Eureka. when, yeah. I when never I did, uh, yeah, I never did Baldessian. But I got to max level. Okay. I was just, I just never did that. I wasn't sure if, because um, um, Pagos obviously always leaves that as a question mark if you can't remember. <laughs> I probably spent enough time watching people do Baldesian Arsenal that I could have actually just finished yeah. leveling up and gone in myself. And I watched them right. enviously, but if I go back and do the math on the amount of streams I watched, I probably just could have buckled down and did it. But I got off mm -hmm. half, halfway, three quarters of the way through the Eureka train because I was like, this is just the same stuff. And I didn't know that there was this shiny reward at the end that like made it, in my opinion, look all worth it. We didn't know either, but it was it was well worth the experience at the end. And it helps yeah. that I actually liked Pyros, even if I hated Pagos. So. I haven't been that jealous of, of other gamers in a long time where I didn't feel like, okay, if you're jealous, just get off your butt and do something about it. And like, I just, I can't though. I can't. Because going, <laughs> going through Eureka levels after everybody else is done with them, it's, it's really easy now. Such a grind. Yeah, it's, it's easy now, but we're talking about yeah. this is no, post, just do it now. multiple years. 
Mm-hmm. People still do Osmo. People do VA yeah. runs. There's still Discord groups for that. It'd be all sure. right. It's probably actually going to escalate because people are going to want to see what it was like probably before Bajda comes out, and then it's that way they'll be kind of prepared for it. It's, it's, That's a good point. it's just That's unfortunate a good point. that the, the, the system in the game doesn't necessarily allow for that. You have to use outside tools to yeah. accomplish that goal. <laughs> yeah. And it's and and that's kind of where like it's always funny for me and you know not trying to make this an eleven podcast but when somebody would say oh eleven's so immersive and I go I played eleven with the wiki open on the second monitor like, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know you're like I get the UI and the the world is immersive but like at some point there is a part where the game should do this thing that the if, if the players are having to use third party tools to accomplish a task in the game itself evaluate that game and that and that task and, and figure out if, if that's something that the UI or the game should help help the player. The questions are having fun though, right? Like I can't play I don't know if anybody's ever heard of Dwarf Fortress, but like you can't play Dwarf Fortress without a wiki open, but like it's still a fun game. Yeah, but I, I think he's more talking about the people who specifically label their like experience as immersive, but immersive. they have the wiki, but they have the wiki page yeah, yeah. open on the other. Like, oh, it's so, so immersive. immersive. Google.com. I'm lost. I'm doing? lost in this world where I'm pulling out to search things. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so, I'm, I feel so lost in this world. It's so immersive. No, literally, I'm lost. Google.com. Wiki yeah. Final Fantasy XI guide to leveling. Yada, yada, yeah, fantastic yeah. EXP and where to find them. Yeah, it's like, immersiveness. Yeah, and yeah, not to mention right. for Eleven in particular. Now it's pretty much considered a, a terrible, terrible thing to do to not play with like a bunch of third-party applications that you'd hope mm-hmm. would be in the game, but like it ends up looking yeah. like this monstrosity on some people's UIs because of all oh. the stuff they have active. It's so funny because the community has been able to hack and do different things that Square Enix has come back and said, like, yeah, they just, they can't do it. And they can't do it because they, like, there are legitimate business reasons from certain things. But basically they've kind of just like sometimes with 14, we've seen the stance of just don't talk about it. Like, just don't make it a thing. <laughs> if, if and an we're going to just be fine with threat, it. Square Enix can't build that into the game, but a, but a player can opt in. From a third party, because if you if you damage your system or if you ruin your gameplay experience somehow because you did a third party thing, that's not their problem. But if they bake it in native and it and it hurts your play experience or it hurts your system stability or anything like that, that's that's on them and it makes them look really bad. I mean, that's why we see these like private servers of games running, and then we ask the company to do a remake, and the company says it can't be done, and it's like, well, because that company is is held to a higher standard than somebody running some backwards, right? And especially if they're going to want payment for it and you build payment systems into a system that's open to hacking and all that, like it's a huge amount of liability for them to take on as opposed to some private guy running running things without permission. Oh, well, the servers went down and I lost all my stuff. Who are you going to complain to? Like, <laughs> you weren't playing a legit version. Finally, someone who gets part of it. <laughs> That discussion's one of many, many, many times over. Um, earlier, Brian, you mentioned Wondrous Tales. Yes. We're getting a new form of Wondrous Tales in yes. the form of Unreal Trials. Yes. It's another big feature for 5.3. The, that, when they announced that, like, there was this sense of joy that just came and, like, just over, overtook me. And the reason is, we've long wanted this ability to say, because I, I my critique of, of the game itself, outs, like, as a, as a, Continually current, 1.0 beta to Shadowbringers 2.1 or whatever. Like, uh, I didn't do the 2.5. That's kind of what I was like. I just need to step. I'm just going to take a break. You <laughs> mean 0.21? Yeah. 
Sorry, yeah. No, I do that all the time, um, trust me. He's playing yeah. backwards. Oh yeah, I'm dyslexic, so it, it really does sometimes impact me. Um but the uh but having played that all that, that time, like current, like yeah. So when you're at the current, like it, it, and we've talked to a couple streamers and a couple of different content creators on different like our podcast and uh and, and different collabs, and when they're not current, like the world is so full, like it's so rich. But then all of a sudden when you find yourself waiting for the next thing, you're like, Man, it'd be great. And that we've always kind of said we have this theme park and a portion of it's lit up and then the rest of it is kind of dimmed and it would be really good to see like, Hey, can we take some of that and just bring a random dungeon back once a week? And there's enough content. We like when they said they're going to one dungeon, I was like, thank you. But maybe that will lead us to where like at once a week, it's just a different dungeon set at the current cap. And then next week it's something different. Like that way there's just a sense of variety but when you go back, whenever I get put into one of these older dungeons that I haven't seen in a year, it is amazing. It's a beautiful experience. I love, like, the the atmosphere. And then I'm like, I wish I had more of my tools because even if it's not mechanically different, like, you, if they just level up the mobs, I wish I could kind of just experience this at the current level. And so with Unreal Trials being kind of coming in, my hope is that as they develop those Unreal Trials, eventually that becomes just a... a whether it's a week or two weeks or whatever that cadence is, it's just something to do if you're interested in it and that brings something back from the the rest of the theme park back up to making it viable for whatever period of time. And then the fact that it's also going to go away makes it to where, I don't know, I I like that kind of style of content. I like weekly rotators that switch things up a little bit, Um, you know, and that's what we've been hoping for. And I hope they learn from this and, are able to apply it to the dungeons well, because I think that could end up just being like, what's the new, you know, trial this week? What's the new dungeon this week? You don't um, like us It's wishful thinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get anything, yeah, yeah. Yeah. those are going to be rotating every four months. I will spend Square Enix theoretical dollars yeah. every day. And so, like, one of the other things I always say is, like, this is what I want, but I'm not going to sit here and expect it. So if they deliver it, right. it's, it's exciting. But right. I, I feel like it's our responsibility as a community <laughs> to communicate that. In in this case, I always go and put these ideas on the official forums respectfully. And it's I don't expect I, – I never – especially um, when people are like, oh, it's easy. Just do this. I go, no, no, this is easy. Mm-hmm. None of this is easy. I, I say if they talk about something, I put a 9 to 12 months – timeline from when Yoshi P starts telling us about ideas he's got before we even start to even start to see what that might look like. And we might not, you know, some things don't work on the, on the floor and those ideas might not work. And I don't want Square Enix to build the Brian final fantasy. I want Square Enix to build the Yoshi P final fantasy and I'll experience it. And that's what I want, but I'm still going to, I think it's, we should voice that. Right. Excuse me. Fair. Now, like in terms of dungeons, because I feel, I really feel like we always have this opinion about dungeons and how we, how we get them, how we experience them. And, and we had this, some people have this set number in mind. I feel like we never will really, like everyone will never really reach a happy medium in terms of a number. Like people are like, okay, I'm okay with one. And then, right. you know, a year or a, a an expansion passes and we're like, well, we need more dungeons. Those are good. Give oh, us yeah. more. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a vicious cycle. So, and I'll, I'll post this to uh, both of you. Um, what would your happy medium be? What would your 
number be for I, dungeons? I mean, I think two is a good place to be. It doesn't put an enormous workload on them compared mm-hmm. to trying to do more than two or it just feels impossible. So they can still offer a, a decent level of detail. Um, but alternatively, because two is clearly more work than they're able to do, hence us going to one, um, I, I would rather one and then go back and release an alternate version of like a previous dungeon. So like if you can, if you could raise these up to current level cap and then, um, either put some form of modifier on them or add more mobs to various pulls or kind of make them harder than they were. So you could have a current Sestasha that's really hard. Sestasha doesn't have to be left as a beginner dungeon. You can go bring it up to current, not only eye level, but you can also bring it up to current density and things like that. So the pulls feel just as hard. Um, one of my issues with the, the level sync system is that we put all this stuff on rotations and then we don't, we don't allow meters or anything like that for players to improve. And then when they sink down, they're supposed to like play these older versions or these, these lessened versions of their rotations. So the other thing about bringing all this stuff up to current is like once people hit cap, let's get them into old dungeons and stuff, but let's let them play with their kit because that's what you need people to practice. Um, somebody being really good at a 2.0 rotation doesn't help me in max level content. Um, so I would probably say that a good healthy balance for me is one new dungeon and a remake of something old. So they're not totally starting from scratch on it. Well, like you said, two dungeons because remake of an old dungeon, we got those. We got hard mode dungeons. Essentially they were full, like forward story, like moving, moving the plot line of everything there. I think an unreal dungeon along the same lines of what we have with the unreal trials is more reasonable just to keep the roulette more, the actual expert roulette a little more varied. Just sure. literally on exactly the thing they're doing with Unreal. Don't need to make more of them, but you need to do the same work that actually brings the content up to the current level. My thing has always been, Eureka, one of, one of my favorite things that kind of came out of Eureka was that it didn't break the formula for Final Fantasy XIV's gearing system. It just became its own separate progression system. And if you cared, great. If you didn't, it didn't matter. I, I It didn't take away from the stability that Final Fantasy XIV had to experiment a little bit. You could do all sorts of broken shit in there. And people were like, oh, this reflect farming thing, they definitely didn't see that coming because they would never allow this. And Yoshi P's like, you think we don't know that reflect works on elementals? Like, we we exactly plan for you guys to do this completely loopy stuff. Right. I feel like you can incorporate that into other elements of the game and get these, like, separate progression systems, but... Then I see, yeah. then I see Blue Mage, and I know people aren't always super receptive to that because that is essentially its own separate little mini game slash progression system. So mm-hmm. I always I don't think want to of like, need a rerailer, but we should talk about limited jobs. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me finish yeah. this, and then we can definitely yeah. talk about limited I wanna, jobs. I want to okay. add an idea to it, but go ahead, Happy. Yeah, like you could, you could do something along. Like people always talk about Mythic Dungeons from WoW. That's the number one comparison. We've brought it to Yoshi P before. He knows mm-hmm. that it's it's an existence thing. We've it's no mystery. But if you want to take those same ideas like Logos Actions and Eureka Effects and stuff and just throw those into like an alternate version of the dungeons and then you do the modifiers, I'd be okay with that having nothing to do with the game's actual progression towards item level for raiding and raiding and just it being its own sure. separate piece of the game. That's the only thing I would do different with dungeons pretty much at this point. Do you still I get just don't care. And I agree with chat. The people who want more dungeons are not equal to the number of people who want harder dungeons. That's one thing. Some yeah. people just want dungeons for the sake of having dungeons because it's the content they experience mm-hmm. the most. Whereas yeah. I don't <clears throat> want that. I would just want harder content. And that's because I always want harder content and I'm the impossible gamer to please. 
and I'm aware of that. So, there, there's no I, way that they'll build or could ever build what the the players demand. Like you know, especially with the the wider hmm. variety. Um, my my mindset is is really in more gamification of the existing systems. It's taking what we already have and finding ways to renovate it. And when I look at it, this is and this is the where I've been and talking with Yoshi P specifically had major concerns with the overall architecture of the game itself because you see this naturally where they made changes to the fates, but they only exist in Shadowbringers. And that can't seem to trickle down because the fate system in Shadowbringers isn't the fate system in uh, Stormblood. It isn't the fate. It act, like it's called a fate. It looks like a fate, but it's not. It's not. And uh, so, design and engineering wise, that's where I start to go. Okay, they're going to have to do a lot of work in order, and you'll never see the benefit. You'll never go and feel like, oh wow, like they they because the OCP even said they redid the entire Chocobo companion system with like five one. It's the same system to us, but the back end of it all has been redone. Right. You know, so some things we never see. But my, my viewpoint is, is in gamification and, and hopefully empowering the devs, uh, to work smarter and not harder because they'll never be able to have enough devs to throw with the, the content demand that players have. And so we, you talk about Mythic, but it's, in my mind, it's like, why not like, when you beat the dungeon, the dungeon levels up? And now, you know, even from, and we That's already PSO2 have the talking here right there, threat levels. Yeah. yeah pretty much. The, and the dun, like you can then challenge the dungeon plus one or plus two or plus ten. And so from a, from a difficulty perspective, uh, and then every so on, every tier, you can start filtering in, uh, heaven on highs, like modifiers, like now, right. like whatever. That's but, how Mythic Plus works. But I might be right. It's, you know, it's what Mythic Plus was. We know what the players want, but I'm saying that. Beyond like that, so players can find the difficulty that challenges them so the content is fresh. It's then also about uh, gamification and those rotators. Like if you go look in other games and how they manage this, every week there's a new strike that's the strike of the week in Destiny. And it just pulls from the content that exists and it says, okay, now this strike is the pinnacle thing and it's going to be challenging. And next week it's different. So if you want to get on it this week, but as a player... My, my critique of either Eureka, uh, the, the extremes or the, uh, you know, a trial, um, expert trial is it's two. It's you, no matter what you're running through two, maybe three different parts of the game. It doesn't matter. You're really going to get one. Maybe you're going to see another one occasionally, but you're going to get so tired of that environment. So how do you change that up? And it's like, okay, well, you know, you look at again, the whole theme park of the game itself. We've even talked about why not when you're in a four man, give you a score that you can go and brag. I've always been along. Uh, I've been a big PVP in my, in my career from a gaming perspective, but PVP doesn't have to be me versus you in combat. It could be me and you like, I got gathered this much more ore than you did last week. And they've added in some of these leaderboards with like the rebuilding of Ishgard. But if you think about it in the concept, I went and um last month, I just spent like the whole month back into years five and I would go into my stats and I'd see like, oh, I didn't, you know, my friend, he got a higher score on this content than me in this. All right, I'm going to go see if I can't beat his score. And then I did. And then I'm like, the next time he logs in, <laughs> you know, uh, Peggle is another great example of this. Like there's things that I've gone and done and had a lot of fun because we've gamified this content. Like you said, Mr. Havoc, don't have it break the raid. It doesn't need to break the raid. But we have this entire, like, an incredible amount of experience that we're not actually participating in because we're current. New players 
they they struggle with relating to this because they see this entire world they haven't experienced and it's going to be a great joy for them and I'm happy for them. And then I look at myself going, yeah, it's fun to do that, but you should give some some kind of form of it and it could come in a wide variety. Again, I don't expect the devs to go and flip these switches. I think a lot of that has to be designed in the core framework of the game. Otherwise, you're spinning. I mean, it's just, I don't know if the, if the cost would ever justify bringing that kind of system in until like late into its life, but... If there was just a way in which that, hey, Chris killed, you know, a hundred more squirrels than I did this week. Well, F him. I'm going to go and just do that. And then it's going to notify him. So there's that element of like sandbox that we're creating our own fun. And then the game amplifies that. It doesn't matter what we're doing. Um, and that's just one of the things that I think actually was the biggest, uh, the biggest thing that I want to see overall with the future of, of 14 or MMOs in general. Has anybody here played Forza, like Horizon, or just the Forza? I haven't played Forza Forza? since 3. Back in the day, yeah. Yeah. Right. One of the new things they do, they have this Drivatar system. I'll race. Chris will knock me off the road. stupid. Oh, Oh, it's fantastic. (laughs) No, it's fantastic. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I am sitting here when I'm racing and I like I, I, my brother beats me or knocks me off the road. It's it's fun because when I talk to him, it's like, dude, you're an asshole. It wasn't and him. You, and when you get an achievement, it tells you like, hey, you just discovered your 87th road. Great job. Brian has 113. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's awesome because it's, it's like, wow, I hit this major milestone. And that's okay. Like, oh, yeah, but your friend's better than me. I need to make it to okay. 90 tonight. So that next, you know, when I log in tomorrow, I can make it to 110, and then I can, I can, you know, slowly knock Brian off. Awesome. Yeah, so that's where it's like I don't think we need more dungeons. I, I, I think we don't need to have a dungeon every patch. Like I don't think we need that. I think we huge need, need to sit here and, and look at that. But mm. now again, like I, I, I prefer a new dungeon being added. They've been doing fantastic. I love the dungeons themselves and my real answer would be like i want a fucking hundred dungeons a patch like like why anything less like that's that's what i, I want i to would experience. certainly be stuck playing dungeons a lot i, I would certainly right. be occupied like, but i, I mean, think when you go ahead chris it comes down to intrinsic and extrinsic value right and so like the intrinsic value means something's fun just for the sake of it right so like mm-hmm. round based games have to be intrinsically fun and when you play a dungeon for the first time it is even if you don't get loot it's fun and we do it. But when you've run it 80 times, that, that fun has faded. And so the reason you do it is for the extrinsic value, right? That external value, which is things like, I'm doing it because of my tombstones. I'm doing it because it gets me this loot for this class that I'm missing a slot on, right? I'm doing it because I'm helping somebody else level. And so it's providing me this other thing that isn't, isn't big. It doesn't mean I'm having fun. It's not intrinsically fun. I'm doing it because of this external reward. And those only last so long. Your tombstones are a cap for the week. Great. I'm done running dungeons. And so, like, these gamifications that Brian's talking about bake the fun back in. So you no longer care about the loot roll you're getting at the end. It's fun because the system itself is providing the fun. And you can dump into that infinitely. Well, that's... Happy you don't have that type of fun, do you? The know. game wasn't designed You're, to work eight hours a week. <laughs> not the core of the graphic. With me, so I'll admit, it, I'm, I'm the same. It's more like we get new dungeons. It's it's one and done. You experience it just to experience it, just to see what, like, little lore tidbits and everything. Other than that, like, most people, I'm like, happy. 
won't do it ever dude, again. Dude, I've got yeah, the hunt. I don't need tomes, man. There's so many ways to get right. tomes. I ain't going near a dungeon right. in this right. game. The, uh, the idea right. I proposed to DOGP, and he seemed very receptive to it because, like, and that, I was excited that he liked it. I was like, I've talked about it as the form of glamour levels. Um, if mm-hmm. XP didn't have, like, if XP loses value, I start to lose interest in that content. And if XP mm-hmm. always had a value, like, it doesn't, I don't need a merit point system. I don't, cause that would break the rate. Like, right. But why not, like, every glamour level, I get a, like, a chest or I get some, you know, whatever. And then I can just use that and I open it up loot and it's box. like, thanks. Here's the, yeah, it's a loot box, but it's not paid for. But it's like you get XP and then eventually, like, maybe you unlock titles or, Obviously, all this is content to be designed, but I just think that, like, oh, when and whenever I see, especially a challenge log that says zero XP, and I know that it's like, dang, I should have switched over to like whatever class I needed XP on, and it just goes away. So I'm just like, oh man, it'd be so effing cool if it was like if, if there was just something, and that all that the glamour level, for lack of a better term, because I'm I don't want to say prestige people prestige or, or paragon or, or, you know, merit. Like those are the terms that, you know, have progression tied into them. Um, a non progression style, just like, you know, glamor uh, for, you know, sake of fashion or whatever, uh, reward that happens with every, like all of a sudden as a tank, I, I could go run, I'm a cap. I could go run a leveling roulette for the, cause the XP is hell. It's going to give me a level. That's going to give me the, like a chance at whatever. And you know, that's my choice that I can then use and decide to use with my time. Um, and then your glamour level is something that's only a part of the whole expansion and it resets because the new level cap happens and then you go from there. You know, it's just something that I think would be something valuable, um, from my perspective. I don't know if anybody else would find interest in it, but I personally would because like once XP kind of dwindles down, I'm just like, well, hard to be the adventure in need. If you have jobs, you're still trying to level and the adventure need is a class that you already have all of yours at cap. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I know for me, it's just, I look at, I look at the content that's not, again, the core game. And again, yeah. I know you want to talk about limited, so I'm going to try to, try to segue yeah. into that, because it, it 100% applies. And I look at Eureka, and I look at the item level 300 cap, and I look at the matting Eureka effect, and elemental resistance, and it was such like a surface level thing. But I knew people who genuinely enjoyed seeing that power increase that was specific to that content. Mm-hmm. And it gave them some value because they were the thing they were enjoying doing. They were just getting stronger doing. I feel like you could expand that system and just have a separate. Not even I mm-hmm. it doesn't even need to be item level capped, but again, a separate progression system that's exclusive to the dungeons themselves. And they've yeah, proven with true. Eureka they can tie normal item level stuff into it too. It's just not going to be. I, it could other than the relic, it may not be cream of the crop, best thing that you could possibly wear, right. but it's still something that holds value in the rest of the game as well. They've shown they can do that. It's just a matter of the cost to actually expand a system to reuse yeah. old content and old assets like they could with dungeons. And right. really, until Blue, until I played both Blue Mage and Eureka, I didn't really see that as an option. Because Eureka did it, and then Blue Mage came along and became a limited job. And I've yeah. enjoyed Blue Mage a lot. Like I said earlier with Paladin, it's given me value to old content. It's made me look at it in a different perspective. It's given me the one thing that I'm always looking for in any game that I play. Progress. Mm-hmm. And I got that yeah, out of Blue I, Mage. And I got that I out like of Blue Mage. I like Blue Mage. I've I've often thought, like, I cannot wait to see the conclusion of the thought with Blue Mage. Because li- I've, I've enjoyed it. But what, like, And also I enjoy seeing so many people out in the open world. And yeah. I just go, I wish this was 
more often. I wish there was often you would go be running around and there'd be people leveling up in the in the open world, uh, like we did when whenever there's a blue mage patch. And um, I, I still want to see the conclusion of the thought because they obviously when they announced blue mage Ds, beastmaster, puppet master, these additional types of systems that really don't fit into the design narrative that progression um, within 14 with the raid. But I'm like, I wonder what it would look like when you would have more limited jobs and like what other ways can you then challenge that content? What, what unique builds and stuff that you can do? Yeah. It's not breaking the raid. Okay. Not a big deal, but like, yeah, we have this entire playground. Now we can go play it a different way, but I still don't think the thought has been concluded. I still think we had, we we're still on that journey and we really won't get, I think a real picture of what, that all looks like when we have at least until we have at least another limited job or at least, you know, three limited jobs in which that it's like, here you go, you know, just go nuts. Limited job PVP. Uh, I'm really curious of what blue mage and Eureka looks like, you know, it's like when you start looking at some of this content, I want blue mage deep dungeon where they start you with just water cannon. You have to learn all the spells as you're going through it. That's what I want. Yeah. I I thought that that'd be really great. I I agree. It just means why Yeah. I, I mean, my, my only complaint about Blue Mage is that the breath is so short. And part of that is that we don't, we haven't seen its full life cycle yet. Um, but also mm-hmm. that like it br- brings all these people out into the world and then they're all leveled up in like 24 hours and then it's done. And so I would want kind of back to our previous topic. Like I would want those cosmetics in where like, okay, if you learn this same spell, the first time you learn it, great. You got the spell. The second time you learn it, you've got a, like a point in that spell. And you know, at ten points, so you, you mean like a plus one, like type and, thing, right? So, yeah, like, talking about so, glamour, so, not from but power, like, so totally cosmetic. So, like, instead okay. of throwing fish, right? I want to throw, throw a whale. <laughs> how many times? How many times do I have to learn the fish thing to spit a whale? Right? Is that a <laughs> hundred? Is that a thousand? Like, just set a number square. Like, it's ten thousand. All right, great. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna learn it two hundred times a day, and I will. I will. Let you guys know there will be a video when I unlock my my whale spit. That's fine. Like it'll be ridiculous, and it's it's a cosmetic job. Uh, you guys are re railers. I can be a whale spitter. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what sentence just came out of your mouth. I don't. Oh. I don't even know. You so, guys can be yeah, re railers. I'll be a whale more spitter. Cosmetics in it. <laughs> build build more cosmetics into it. Build more like let it be this standalone. And I know a lot of people that like really identified as they. I I played this game because I always wanted to main blue mage. I mean, bold strategy to pick up a game that doesn't have a blue mage with the sole intent of waiting for them to invent one so you can play it. Um, but it, like my issue with I it, swap it out for any job you want. It didn't have to be blue mage first. Whatever. The limited job system is its own thought. I really like the idea of creating something that's not tied to core progression because you can only play. It's like, oh, well, I'm playing one healer at a time. And it's like, yeah, but, but your whole group could have a blue mage at the, on the side. Um, and so I really like the idea of limited jobs. Uh, and I know a lot of people don't, but I, I, I've liked the system. I just want to see them finish the thought and I wish they would let it get to like level cap. I would love to see it at level. Even cap. if it kept it out of the raid, like yeah, even if it, it kept it out of the raid, you know, it's like that way. Or in five three, it's in five two. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll never be level. No, no it never will. They've made that clear. They've made that clear. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff doesn't bake backwards, so you can't go in and like it's. It's amazing the ability that they have done to get it integrated into Heaven's Word content and all that, because like that's something that bringing old 
content back to life is something they've really struggled with. Like they've said pretty clearly that they don't, they don't intend to make trusts backwards compatible. And then if they do, that's a labor of love. Um, that that's, that's not something that's just, Oh, well now you have trust working. So let's just go flip the switch on that. Um, it's not that simple. So I think the limited job has been a, a huge show in what they can do. You know what shocked me about the whole Blue Mage thing? So obviously it's it's not uncommon that people power level their Blue Mages with like a friend. Mm-hmm. We did. Yeah. yeah, I was like, all right. I don't know why people don't do that for their normal jobs. I did that back in Heaven's Word to level a Lancer from 1 to 34. It took three hours doing it slow for Lancer. Why the fuck doesn't anyone do this when they want to power level their other jobs? That's like a tried and true like MMO classic. You claim I kill. It's been... It's been around in MMOs for ages, and it's just never in the conversation for Final Fantasy XIV. I understand it's easy to level, but I just it weirds me out that it's just never in the conversation for other jobs. I don't know why it's not. It's just not. I never thought about it. One to thirty-four in three hours in Heaven's Ward. <laughs> like, think about that. Now, how much faster would that be now with hundred percent armory and all the bonuses you can get? Hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't understand. It's, it's something that I, I hope I really like to see coming into MMOs is like speed running and stuff like that. I, I think there's a healthy part of the community that's just underserved there. I would love to see how fast, what's the fastest somebody can level? Start a brand new character. But it's, it's a mixed issue because it leads to cheapening of the content as well. Speed kills and raids were popular and they have, no one cares anymore. <laughs> No one cares. There's too many rules on FF logs. There's a, it's specifically with speed kills. Like, like, there are people who care. There's way less people who care than there used to be. You used to see, like, groups that it was, like, a huge deal in, in, like, A12 Savage for, for Alexander, um, mm-hmm. obviously, where they'd kill it before second inception. So they wouldn't even get the second, like, crystal explosion. They never saw the final phase. They just, that's it. That was, like, a huge thing. It's, like, six minutes and, like, 40 seconds. Versus, like, the people pushing, like, 11 minutes, 10 to 11 minutes on a normal kill. You don't see that anymore. You just don't see it anymore. I don't know that I have any interest in doing it, but I like watching those videos. And it's like, wow, what? And, like, going back and really learning, okay, what what mechanics can be ignored and what mechanics can't. Skip sword uh, disband. I think that's really when it went down. <laughs> went downhill from there. <laughs> oh, Zervan. I don't know. There, there's this. There's this thing in the in the WoW community called um, a lax. So it's it's a loot appraiser challenge, and um, where you basically go and you run old dungeons on max level characters, um, which of course you've optimized which class you're running and how you're how they're geared and stuff, and it's all geared for speed. And you're, you're clearing the dungeon as fast as you can. Well, the dungeons have an inherent lockout of six minutes. Um, which isn't a problem because, like, why, why would anybody clear a dungeon in less than six minutes? But it's because you can only clear ten instances in an hour and then you're hard capped. You can't zone into another instance because the server has to set a limit somewhere. And so that's where the limit set does not affect standard play. But when you get people into speed runs, they'll go blow through ten runs of, you know, how fast can you clear Sestasha? Which, how fast did we get it with Blue Mage, Brian? We got it. When we were trying to learn that skill, it was quick. Yeah, you can, three minutes, four minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, and we just dead sprinting. And we were timing it to see how fast we could mm-hmm. get it. Yeah, we were trying, trying to, to beat our times. Yeah. And, um, and then they, they gather up the loot and then they have an add on that tracks the value of that loot. And so it's who can bring in the most gold in an hour. And so the person who loses still made gold. Um, so 
Brian's way earlier point was like, man, if, if dungeon loot had value, then you could make this whole gamification out of low-level dungeons seeing how much gold you could farm in them. It did until you fucked with my desynthesis. <laughs> oh, boo-hoo, cry me a river. You ruined it for me. I don't know why they did that change. I don't know. I mean, I, know, I mean, we know why, because they wanted to make wait, it wait, accessible. Wait, Chris, are you mad about it, too? Oh, I am, and I didn't even have my... And people why? are like, well, you're just why? trying to be... Because you're up at cap, and you're trying to be elite. I'm not at cap, and I value those that are. Um, because I think I think choice in game is what agency means. Getting to eat everything at the buffet is not what makes you appreciate the choices you made. You, it's, it's, you had to pick one thing okay. on the menu and you got to enjoy your one thing. And then when you compared notes with somebody else after the meal, you go, man, my burger was really good. You go, Oh, well, I really enjoyed my steak. Awesome. We have something to share instead of, Oh, I tried all the items. So I already have an opinion on all those and I don't care what you did because I already have my opinion. And so like dumbing it down and letting people do all of it completely defeats the like intertwinedness of like, Oh, that item has no value to me. Because this other item does. They fucked it up. Does that make sense? Yeah. They fucked does that it make up. sense? I like. I, I like mean, it makes sense. And if there is, and if there's a choice, that means there has to be something that you forgo. You can't have both. Otherwise, there's no choice. Everybody would just take both. Okay. In the same slash similar breath. Uh, how did you feel about the, the, uh, crafting changes? This is the perfect topic for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was not a fan. Um, okay. dumbing down the system because you felt that you were lowering the barrier to entry made sense to me, right? So like, if you want to blast okay. people through Heaven's Word content and stuff to get them into current content was fine. Dumbing down the current content, like making, Making Shadowbringers levels easier when I leveled my Fisher and Shadowbringers in like three hours. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they came out with notes that basically said, we're going to make it easier because it's too hard. Things have value because I earned them. And so like making things just so stupidly easy, especially when we're talking about like, oh, well, they're not releasing dungeons fast enough because I have nothing to do. Now we're going to make everything so mind numbingly easy that I can get to the end of that as well. Like it just felt. Totally opposite. Crafting is an inherent time dump. It's, it is 100% time dump. There is nothing complex or hard about crafting. So removing the time, that was the only thing it had. Like what's left? Repairing my own stuff. That's what's left. <laughs> Melding, repairing. Yeah, that's about it. Really. Yeah. That's, that's now you don't need thing. other players to meld. You don't need any of that. That's that's long. Mm-hmm. Melding's long gone. And repair costs. Mm-hmm. You don't talk about not having a gill sink in the game. What does it cost you to? I mean, outside of progression groups, where like that's a trip back. Like like repairing trip stuff has because no. I just do it in the instance now. Right, yeah, because you do it in the instance. But like, if you didn't have that yep. ability, it would be a trip back. But it's not a gill cost. Like repairing it. It's not like oh, repairing it a vendor cost me a hundred thousand gill, and repairing myself cost me one thousand gill. So I'll go on this unlimited grind to get my crafters up, so I can save myself money. It's like no, it repair at the vendor if that's your. You say goal. that, but that was part of the reason that I level my crafter. Oh, I level mine because I got tired. I got because I, I, I hate it. I hate it when people forget to repair the vendor between instances, and I didn't want to be right. that person. 
That was it for me. I wish we could that... still repair other people's gear. Like I think, yeah, at one point, you could repair other was... people. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like here, oh, was... you need help? Let me just, boop, I'm good, you know, etc. Go ahead and Sly. So it was that and being able to melt were my main things. Melt my own shit instead yeah. of like, I, hey, I, can you melt had... it for me, please? With the help of the community, like I'm like all my crafters before they even made these changes were a cap, and I was like, okay, um, it for me crafting. There are reasons to do it. I just have never found uh, what those reasons are. Like, I don't identify with somebody who is like, I just craft in this game. And that comes right back full circle to our guild conversation, right? Because it's like, if if there was more of a player-driven economy, like, yes, uh, crafting has more value. And that's just my old school, you know, like, perspective on MMOs. Like, I feel like I shouldn't be an expert at everything because I should rely on you know, the community, but if I'm an, and that's actually one of the things where you see a lot of frustration and we see frustration come in from the community because the narrative set up that we're the warrior of light. We can pretty much do everything. And then there's the occasional thing that comes, comes into play and the game's like, I don't care who you are. <laughs> and it's, I love that aspect. That's some of the yeah. stuff that I'm like, yes, like, like you're just a cog in the machine. Go make some freaking planks. My, you know, I don't care if you're a God slayer. Oh, oh, one more thing to make. Why do it? So why, so like, why dumb it down? And the whole thing was we want players to be involved in this Iskarian restoration, that you can do that while mm-hmm. leveling. So like, why dumb down the handful of people who are really passionate about in-game, why dumb theirs down for something short-term for the rest of us? Because when the Iskarian restoration is complete, all of us that didn't care about crafting and only do it to take part in the restoration are going to drift off and do nothing again. And those people who liked this system had everything ripped out from under them for nothing for a temporary well, benefit to everybody else. Well, I will say this. It, it was more like the, you know, you can't force people to craft. I mean, you say, like, you can get them to level it and be complete Omnicrafter, and mm-hmm. that's it. They never revisit it, and they they never reap the benefits of it. And since so, they I never like it, why make it easier for them? Like, why... What what are you gaining? What well, does the I community guess, I guess gain? It's, it's less about it, what it gives gaining. them the tools, I think. Yeah, it gives I them think the it gives them the to tools. Get invested. Yeah, yeah, because here's the thing: right. like, the hope, I the hope that do... it is the fish, fish hook, and they're like, "Oh, I actually, right. I can do this." I stuff like now, this yeah. now. Yeah. So for me, the big thing, like, I will never. I don't craft my own potions. I don't craft my own food. I don't fucking care. I've got 200 million gill. I didn't make that gill to make my own items. I made that gill to pay somebody else to fucking do it. I didn't even level my crafters this expansion. I paid somebody else to make the items for me because I'm like, I don't want anything. Just fucking make me leave kit items. I don't care. I, I, I just, I don't want it. I will never be the person to do expert recipes. I will never do the, per- I will never be the person. To- I won't even craft my own shit. So for me, all I did was level it just for those very basic goals of being able to meld, being able to repair. I will never be a part of that content. And so I have done nothing to hurt the economy. I'm not someone who's adding supply to the economy. It's still not an interest for me. I've just completed it as kind of a, uh, as kind of, as just a thing. I've just done it because it's a thing I can do. Sure. And I do it every expansion. Yeah. Um, I, for, for me, crafting is just not content for me. That's all it is. Fishing's okay. not content outside of ocean fishing, so I'll never fish ocean anything Ocean fishing's so freaking good. Without, I'll never fish anything with value, mm. though, with ocean fishing. I'll never add yeah, to, like, yeah. something valuable yeah. in the market. I will never be the one flooding the market. 
So for me, when I actually recently revisited, my actual only problem with, with early level crafting, even without Ishgard, was it was so fast I couldn't enact any of my old guild tricks. Like with crafting leave quest items, I'd log in, hand in an HQ item for the grand company that I made myself, do the level, the class quest, and I'd have gained three or four levels. Then the next day I log in, I do one of those things and I'm back at, and I'm at the next five level gap. So, I essentially am not invested in it, I'm not learning about it, I'm getting through it, and then I'll stop, and then you won't ever have to right. hear from me again. <laughs> and so that's, that's my question, is who are you doing this for? So, me. like, if, if you run a restaurant, and you, and you sell hamburgers, and you sell 20 hamburgers a week, and you're like, well, we could sell way more if we sold chicken sandwiches. And so you add chicken sandwiches to the detriment of your hamburgers. You get worse at making hamburgers to make room for chicken sandwiches. All your hamburger players, uh, buyers are, are not quite, I mean, they're like, what the heck? I really liked my hamburgers. And now they're worse because you're spending all your time making chicken sandwiches. Everybody comes in and gets one chicken sandwich and then never comes back. Right? So they all come in, they blow through this content and then they never come back because it's just a check item. I'll say if now you just can't make both a hamburger and a chicken sandwich, you need to find these shows. I got a question. So you damage this for people who liked crafting yeah. before for a temporary thing. I think the bigger <laughs> problem is that is that crafting hasn't evolved for those players. I, I, I think it's less that you've taken anything away from them. I think it's that outside of the 10 days of expert recipes, you've given them nothing. That's, yeah, that's right. for me, the bigger yeah. problem. They didn't make it worse, per se, but they never made it better to the point where nobody wants to do it. All you've had is more... Yeah. If anything, a better... I think a better analogy is you're the... you. There's very few burger shops in town because there's... You know, it's something that not everyone can do. But all of a sudden, there's someone who's just giving away free burger shops. And now there's all sure. these burger shops. But you can still be the best burger shop. There you go. Right. So you can, I, those those are the you had a question. Yeah, I have a question. I want right, to ask. Question. Yeah, absolutely. I want to. I'm going to piggyback off of what just Happy just said real quick, though, because the way I've kind of like my critique of it was like I'm fine if they simplify and streamline the system if they're adding something awesome on top of it, right? So right. it's like mm-hmm. great now. Like, hey, we're going to say this is streamlined. It's easier to get into, and more people can check it out. And then, boom, we've added this whole new thing for you guys who are already like ex like already at the at the end of it doing that. So I was always hoping they'd do that. I'm still hopeful that we'll see that at some point, you know, like again. And the relic could become that, right? Like the crafting relic could evolve. Into- <laughs> I'm just saying it could. So like the whole it problem could. of it being the Ishgardian, the Ishgardian restoration is going to reshape crafting. Well, the problem with that is it's like a relic where next expansion, none of us will care about the restoration. Mm-hmm. In 6.0, the restoration. No, we're gonna we're gonna be rebuilding. Uh, thing. Yeah, we're but so here's my question because like we brought up the economy a lot, the player economy, the economy currently in the mm-hmm. game. Uh, this is always a hot topic, but would we want to see some form of being able to pay for subscription time with in-game currency? Yes. I'm never a big fan because it's basically official RMT. RMT's happening right now. RMT's happening. Oh, I know it's happening regardless. I've looked at the party finder for more than five minutes before and seen people selling ultimates and shit. Trust Mm -hmm. me, I see that it's happening. But it's a, it's, when you start making it okay at that point, it's kind of weird. I mean, I guess it's it's not as weird because Gil is, uh, as we've stated, Gil's actual value is very low. Which yeah. means that yep. the amount of guilt it takes to even buy one of these things is uh, substantial. So much so to the huge. point where I don't even, like, the average player can't even do it. Only the players that are going so ridiculously ham at guilt making that they can even do it in the first place. 
And then all the players who can't make that, they just buy them, and then the players that are rich are buying, it just redistributes the money. And then those players who are yep. already rich go and make even more, and it's just a nonstop loop. It's a balance. And then there's a possible possibility that, you know, auction houses follow and things like that. And, like, that scares me a little bit. No, 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 no. So, like, EVE Online has had this since, like, its inception. Um, WoW has it now. It, it doesn't... Mm-hmm. So the number one complaint is that it will lead to inflation, and that's a that's a fundamental misunderstanding with how this. No, that's not how inflation works. It it redistributes money. It doesn't redistributes money. It does not create new money. Um, So they are not printing money in trade for this. There are players that have money that they would prefer to turn over, right? Um, Instead Mm -hmm. of pay their subscription, and there are players that want money. Um, that would be willing to pay that person's subscription. So this would be like knowing a friend at work or at school that you you said, hey, if every month I deliver you 100 million gil on the first, will you pay my sub for me? And they say yes. That's all it is, except now we're allowing strangers to shake hands. And instead of a random company that's doing RMT, possibly skimming your, your account information or your credit card information, skimming profit off the top to do this for a living, Square Enix is skimming off the top who is all I wanted to benefit in the first place. So here's here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you the realistic result of this in Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. If anyone doesn't know this, I'm going to blow your mind. If you go into the Party <laughs> Finder and you find groups selling Ultimates or Savages, which on any given day on Ether, I can see quite a few of them. Not right now because it's kind of a low time, but I've seen six, seven, eight. They aren't selling it for Gil. I can tell you that right now. They're asking right. you for your Discord information. They're going to work it out with you in Discord, and they are going to charge you real money for it. These tokens are going to be a new way of paying for those services. Is essentially what's going to happen. People will pay their subs with this because they already do. So they will take a token for a month and yep. however many dollars off the top. That is exactly what mm-hmm. will happen when these things hit the market, if they were to ever hit the market. So, so tokens only have so much value. Once yeah. I have three years of subscription paid in front of me, why do I want more tokens? Well, the pro- the thing is, what I'm saying is that service, <laughs> they're going to do that occasionally, but that's, it won't stop that service from happening because it is rampant in Final Fantasy XIV Endgame. So it I won't, like, chip away at all. Actually any me- so, like, actually, that wouldn't, that wouldn't play out in this case because the tokens aren't, I give you a token and we and I yeah. give you Gil. It's done through a, a kind of a it's indiscriminate awesome. party. Well, square it's through an auction house. So there's right. a tab oh, yeah. on the auction house in World of Warcraft that you go onto, and it tells you the current price that people are paying, and it handles that exchange. And so as yeah, people buy them, the price fluctuates. Yeah. And so I don't ever – the token is not a tradable in-game item. I go to a tab in the auction house, and it tells me the current price. And everybody who goes and buys tokens, that affects that. And then everybody who goes to the Blizzard launcher and pays for gold to be delivered, driving it the other direction. I don't think it and would be something like that. Okay, well then, so they would have the question, that. but here's the my service, answer. The service for those things just won't stop, but they'll, cause. No. They transfer they'll, guilt. They'll just take, but, yeah. They might yeah, actually, they that's might that's actually do guilt sales more only because they want to, no, they wouldn't, cause they're making, trust, trust me when I say, I've seen the dark side of Final Fantasy XIV. I've seen the dark side of it, and I know for a fact that those, those, they're gonna keep charging, then they just won't change what those players are already doing. Essentially. Right. No, the life make it worse. Yeah. The um my my answer to the like my own question is no, not yet at least, because there's a whole like system and different systems that we already discussed in, in length, talking about gill sinks, talking about 
Um, but I look at it even with the, the, the player like shop, et cetera, is that that token had you like, you have to give players, I think a, a, a couple different choices for it to work in 14 and where I think it works in WoW is that you can then take that token, use it for your sub, or you can take that token and you can go buy another game on the battle.net launcher, or you can buy some kind of glamour item, et cetera. I think when I look at the whole system in place, I think that's where maybe that was a part of their original design though, because you have Krista and Krista is a premium currency that you can use to pay your sub and it works on multiple games within the Square Enix ecosystem and I'm just wondering to see, like, as they uh, Yoshi P ramps up on the 2016 project, whatever that ends up being, if we'll start to see some kind of general uh, Square Enix ecosystem or some unified subscription right. model. What, uh, it, what else can you use Krista for in 14 besides the sub? I've you never can, seen it. You can you like use it on cosmetics yet? Like, I don't remember if you can or not. Oh, just on Mog Station. Like, not. Yeah, okay. like, it's a, right. it's a currency. Like, I, and I, I know I can use it on 11 as well. Uh, you know, but it's like, I was like, I have this currency. And I actually was so funny because before 1.0, like, did its thing, I had said, I'm going to buy six months of sub time. And, and so for the longest time before they started charging a sub for 1.0, I was still sitting on that original bank of six months. And that's one of the reasons why I stuck with the game, especially when it went free to play. Cause I said, okay, well, I, I'm going to play this until my sub runs out and then I'll reevaluate. And by that time, I think we were into 2.0 at some point. It was like, oh my gosh. Like, it was so funny because I was legacy before there was even a concept of legacy because I was like, well, I, I, I spent this money in August 2010. Like, <laughs> we're good. Like, let's go. All right, I'll sub. Oh my gosh. I still, and then for the longest time, I had like 200 Krista just sitting out there because it wasn't, it didn't translate into like using my full thing. Just sitting there. Yeah. And I was just like, I wish there was something I could use this on. I wish there was some way of like, yeah, just like let me turn that into Gil or let me, you know, what, like, regardless. Adds to a way to play. If you, if you enjoy gathering, but you have no need for Gil, then right now you just gather for the sake of it. But if you're like, yeah. oh, well, if I go out and I set a goal, then at the end of this gathering, I can buy this item off the Mog station. Yeah. A chat saying that you can use it. That's where it's like, uh, I wish like with like the mounts and everything, like in the game, like, I am still to this day annoyed at the cash shop within the game itself because it fundamentally just changes the relationship. And I wish, even if it was a one in one trillionth of a chance, that that stuff could drop in a random dungeon chest. Like, just so, like, like we're in the life of this entire time, ten things have ever dropped. Like, that would be much better because it's like, well, there's a chance. Open all those chests in the, in the dungeon. But... You know, it's like I still wish that that was some kind of connection they had with the game, with it when we talk about the economy and all that. Because imagine in this world, like even if we don't, if they never introduce a token or they never changed any kind of their business model, imagine if you got the whale. Like you're just in this random dungeon running your roulette, and then holy shit, I just got the whale mount. Like you know that there's a, a value to that, you know, and then you got it, and you're like. Like seriously, Can you imagine what it would sell for if that one was tradable. If an in-game found one was tradable, uh, I don't think yeah. I ever want any Mog Station mm. items to be sellable. I think there was one that was at some point. It was the wedding. The wedding stuff was oh, the uh, dies? totally tradable. Yeah, the, the wedding dies stuff. Were tradable. Yeah, and the dies. Yeah. yeah. How much did they go for? If you remember, I don't. I That's a way of transferring gill. Right how, yeah, how much? How much was ten or twenty dollars worth of gill? Yeah. You can purchase gill. You just, those dies are the conversion rate right now. Yeah. The problem oh, is you can't go the other way, right? 
So yeah. like, I can't take yeah. my gill and say, I'm going to make a hundred million gill this month. What does that do for you? Oh, I'm going to go buy Octopath Traveler. Cool. <laughs> like, what a neat goal. Go nuts. <laughs> Go nuts. Gravely default, too. If, yeah. you, if you actually do the math, you're probably better off getting a minimum wage job. But if you like playing 14, what a neat road at the end of this journey that right now does nothing. You just have a big number next year, that inventory. That's it. And the number gets bigger yeah. until it eventually caps. Or toss it under a new and start over. And I need to spend <clears> 20 million gill on a new set for day one Savage Proc. <laughs> And you got make it all back you know, in five days. Yeah, you, you yeah. I spent a lot. Of, I spent a lot of gill last patch because I wanted to clear the stuff day one, and I didn't have anybody on that could run it with me that was geared. And they're like, "Well, I don't have the eye level." Well, what are you missing? I will just purchase it. So I will just purchase my own group, and off we will go. Yeah, and I say twenty million, honestly, primal prices, because on Gilgamesh on day one, by the end of day one, I can normally get a full set for like twelve million, and I can just meld it myself. So. Sarkatanis is cheap. I, I I think I kitted three of us out for I don't know. I am I'm for thirty million. For five three, bringing it bringing it back, re-railing. <laughs> um, I'm really looking forward to the uh, the alliance raid. I, I think that I'm really excited to see kind of where that where that evolves into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, from five one, it feels like a, a lifetime ago though. With twenty twenty being twenty twenty, it feels like a lifetime ago since we like five one dropped. And, uh, and so I'm really looking forward to seeing kind of how that, how that plays out and how that fits overall because, uh, the Ivalice raid, I think, was by far the, the coolest experience that we saw in, in, uh, in Stormblood. And so, um, I'm really hopeful that, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, the near raid here in and of itself kind of has that same level of, of quality. Of the, yeah, I hope a, it's good. Do we need a previously on for 5.3 because of the delay? Do we need a previously on when you log in? I don't know why more RPGs don't do that. Dragon Quest Eleven does that, and it's so freaking nice. Just because it's like, hey, when's the last time I was on? Just like, what was the last, you know, chat? Oh, by the way, remember, blah, blah, blah. Good enough. All right, I'm ready to rock and roll. You're going to get your little flower this time for logging in, Brian. I know. <laughs> Are you excited? I actually the yeah, first time I, I get one. I, I have been missing fourteen, pretty pretty much, and I I want to maintain that. Like I'm just in here saying, okay, I, I set a goal, and I said as soon as they tell me when the date is, that's when I'm going to plan my like epic, just like well, yes. Um, well, <laughs> we hope. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's say they announce the live letter for the seventeenth. Like, and let's say they announce that next week. I'm back in. Like it wasn't that I need to know the date. I just need to know that. Like, okay, cool. We've got we, we've got progression because I, I we see this all the time. We see like you know we see this with whenever there's especially a longer gap, and we've had very very few long gaps. But when it comes down to it, five two and five three, you start getting people who are like, especially who really are just here for the story, getting frustrated and mad at the game, and it just seems you know it seems silly when it's just like. Well, there's a thousand other awesome games to go play. Go play those those games and and wait. Especially if you're just here for the story. But if your social circle is completely tied into the game, that's why you need to make sure you have a Discord or some other form of connection. Um, so that way, you know, you can go play another game and you're not necessarily so isolated from the community. This is also a time where people start to evaluate if they should return if they've taken a break since five zero or five one. And my advice is like, wait till we have a date on five three because you might get caught up and you're like, then you might get tired again. You know, it's like, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, 
And as chat says, that's the beauty of 14. There's no anxiety of falling behind because, quite frankly, you won't. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> exactly. Falling behind, <laughs> right. And if, like, for and me, it, somebody was like, oh, why aren't you, like, you know, like, going to get all this stuff? I was like, there's no point in it. Like, there, it's just going to get easier. Like, if I wanted to go do this, I would. Um, we've, we've tried raiding multiple times, but my challenge, like, I've always kind of, I've always kind of joked that as I've had more kids, my savage raid has become my own personal modifiers of kids grabbing the controller out of my hand or like, you know, the kids will sit and they'll like, Oh, like they'll press a button and it's like, okay, that made it a little bit harder. Let me fix that. Um, and so like my, the thing I, I, I look forward to like hopeful as a return is that when I can actually do more raiding, like multiple nights, um, that that's something that I think will be exciting to kind of get back into the harder, harder content, uh, like I used to mm-hmm. do. But it's more that it's just a ske- it's been a scheduling thing. So it's like there's no need for me to be have the the, the highest gear level in this. And I know in in uh, three months, it's the gear level is going to go up, and this is all going to get easier. I just need to have this maintained. And so I just kind of been, especially with what the community usually asks for is controller guides for the classes. So I ended up just saying, okay, I'm gonna I'm just I spend most of my time leveling. Um, the jobs, and then I think actually this this will be the expansion that I'll have everything leveled well before uh, the kind of final stretch into into six zero. So ultimately, I don't know what I'm going to do with, with during five five. I, I hope Blue Mage or or Beastmaster or Puppet Master is is something interesting for me to uh, kind of spend that point five uh, patch time with because there's no way in heck that I'll be doing ultimate. But I'll be watching it. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Ultimate. <laughs> I play oh, yeah, on being I, in I, watch, I watch you and I, I, your Ultimate. Like keep it up pretty much all day, and it's just <laughs> always fun to you know hear all the swear words and hear you know like okay, it's like it's just fascinating. I it's great. I, check, I, like, I like to check in for an attempt or two, and then switch to somebody else and be like, all right, so that's where they, that's exactly yeah. where I left them yeah, three like, hours ago. Most people, Let me go find somebody else. A wall of coverage. Yep. Ultimate, it's, yeah, it's like my Animal cool Crossing room. Community. I've got four 60-inch TVs on the wall in my stream room nice. in Animal Crossing, and I just have them all flipped to the channels. That's exactly what it'll. See, I have I have like three screens, so I can like put three streams on each screen, and probably more. Wow, you got through saying yeah. that really, really smoothly. Three streams, three. Sc- I couldn't even fucking do it right three there. Screens and three screens. <laughs> I thought I slow down. I couldn't even do it. Wood check, check, wood check, yeah. wood check. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, man. Okay, we've had a lot of fun discussing okay. our expectations for 5.3. Again, it's the most we've talked about Final Fantasy 14 in weeks. In <laughs> on this months. In months, yeah. yeah. There's no doubt about that. But we are now two and a half hours into the show. <laughs> so we should we should probably wind things down a little bit and get to the closing. So before we do, I do my sponsor read and you guys, you know, sign off or you can find uh, that whole thing. And then like five minutes of post show, any last things for us, for us to touch upon in regards to the actual content of the podcast, any, anything at all? No, I mean, I, I, my one question for you as somebody who really follows the timeline and has been very clear in in putting out the timeline is, do you think that this 5.3 delay ripples out and delays the expansion? Yeah. Yes. And does that then delay all future expansions? Are we now just on a perpetual COVID shift for the rest of time? We were already... More than likely. Yeah, every expansion was already kind of like a week behind the last one. 
it seems. Like, the first one was June 20, 20th, and I think it was, like, June 23rd, then it was, like, July 3rd, and then... And I suspected this would have been, like, July 10th or July 12th or whatever. I, I don't have... Are we going to yeah. have a leap year eventually? Like, it eventually just... <laughs> And the thing about it is, I think a lot of people accepted it already. Like, a lot of people went in knowing that once this happened, once everything happened, like, the the content schedule would be shifted. And it I helps think Shadowbringers this good, right? Like, you think yeah. it would have been this accepting yeah. if it had been, like, just Stormblood 2? Stormblood? No. I mean, it is not. Stormblood 2. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. I mean, they would have been accepting, but, like, the, like, and we talked about this the other week. The the point where people get antsy would have probably been sooner rather than later. Let's just say this: three point one happened. We'll we'll make it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. ba- bashing yeah. Shadowbringers is is something we get defensive about, and so we've given it a lot of slack. That I wonder if this if this expansion had been less than, I mean, the, the incredible delivery that it has been. Like, is that what purchased the kind of the, the buying power to cover this gap? Well, let, let, again, let me go back to 3.1. 3.1 was five months after, after <laughs> yeah, 3.0. Heaven's Word mm-hmm. was widely mm-hmm. regarded as a, like, everyone's like, oh my god, this story's amazing. Gordius and 3.1 did no favors for Final Fantasy XIV, and it made it this far. So, I think there's some slack to be had there. Um, but if it was that again, it would have been up in arms. <laughs> That was Lords of Dominion. That was the item 1.0. That was the anima introduction. That was Gordius being mm. the only knights here. And Thornton did no favors to anyone at all. <laughs> but yeah. people regard that as one of the greatest EXs of all time. Yeah, it's because we sucked back then. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, people, people couldn't look at three knights charging and go, how do I get away from this? Think about that. People couldn't look at three dudes and be like, well, I don't want, I'm not going to be hit by that. It's an issue that came up in a wow panel at BlizzCon last year is that they talked about like how the, the raid design has had to progress so much because they've had so many more expansions than 14 is because you've, you've trained these players and 14 will run into the same issue when you've, you've literally built your own problem. You now have these players that have gone through everything you can throw at them. And it's like, how do we challenge these people further without leaving new players behind that are like, Oh, I want to try something hard. It's like, Oh, well, you know, Sir, you've got behind curtain ten number years one, we have light rampant. So, <laughs> oh, I guess that one does leave any flares behind. <laughs> it doesn't matter how good you get; there will always be a light rampant somewhere in your future, yeah. or or that was always the eleven. The eleven thing. There's always a bunny that can kick your ass in eleven. Yeah. Doesn't matter how powerful you are; he's out there. He's gonna find you. The um, I don't know. Like I think so, so I saw some people chat asking if we're ready for Pokemon. Um, I'm Maddie and I like we've been loving uh, playing that. Um, you're playing that tomorrow, I think, right, Mr. Happy? Yeah, man, I had to um, choose what shinies I'm going to bring in. Because, let's see, I got my, my Lucario. I'm going to do my shiny Lucario. I think I'm going to finally level my shiny Phoebus and my shiny Ninetales. I got my shiny Gigantamax Gengar. I've got both of my shiny Galarian Slowpokes that look like Homer Simpson, for whatever <laughs> reason. I've got my shiny Surfetch. Like, I'm good to go. Umbreon, Flareon, Sylveon, Colossal. I'm good. What, not, Sly? Not what? What do you got to say about my shiny, Sly? Not a damn thing, and I have this game. 
<laughs> shiny Glade, I have this game, and I'm not, like, I'm not even going to be on I'm probably going to be on PSO2 and Dauntless tomorrow, because it's like, yeah, i got to yeah. catch up there. Shiny yeah, Holy I'm, I'm, loving, I'm loving PSO2. I, people ask, it's like, hey, should I check it out? It's like, it's free. Check it out. See if you like it. You know, it's it's, like, yeah, free. It, it's like, free minus the time you'll spend reinstalling it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like, that has been such a nightmare. It's to the point where somebody PSO2 is like, I get an Xbox and I started... I still had to reinstall it, Sly, and I'm on yeah, PSO2 still, Tweaker. Some people still have problems with the Tweaker. Yeah. There's, like, a permissions file thing. Like, I've put out some videos on just helping people, and people, like, you, like, I've been able to help a lot of people, but at the end of the day, like, there's still just some random, like, anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, harp on that. Um, Steam, I, I think essentially, like, uh, to bring it back kind of my uh, final thought for Final Fantasy XIV, um, like, at least, like, from when Yoshi P first made his introduction to us in a, in a live letter on, on the, on New Year's, uh, from that point where he took over 14 and we started seeing kind of the evolution of it. I'm definitely a believer in him and his team and what, what he's trying to accomplish. And I'm very much looking forward to whatever his next project is. And I always kind of say people, whenever they start feeling stressed or anxious or worried about the, the game itself, it's like, no, you need to know that if the devs can, they will. And it's more evident than anything with the varying love passion projects that they do outside of normal business scheduling hours. Like if they can, they will. However, we need to make sure we give them a monicum of grace so that we're not sitting here, you know, like it's great to ask and want and be excited about things, but it also needs to be tempered with the fact that like it's just not going to be a light switch in there and you need to follow the advice of Yoshi P and when he tells you like sometimes you just need to go play another game and that's perfectly fine. And hopefully there's a game out there that like if you're sitting here and it's like there's no point in you know, beating your head and being mad at the game, go play something else, find some joy and come back. Now, again, when I, when it comes down to the social circles, be sure to communicate with your raid group. Be sure to communicate with your raid team. Maybe even set expectations as to when you're, you're going to come back or what that schedule is going to look like or invite them to come play whatever other game that you're playing is as well. And maybe, you know, y'all can have those great experiences uh, you know, and, and by playing two or three games and then when 14's hot and it's got the content and, you know, you're absorbed, like just live in it, you know, and, and breathe it. But, you know, if you find yourself, you, you got to be really pay attention to see if you're starting to feel that burn. And if you are, if you, you can pay, play through the pain, but we see it all the time. And most, more than often than not, the people who play through burnout are the most anti-14 people, and the, and they try to drive people out of the game or they try to drive people away from the game. And we see it on our videos, and that's why we make certain videos for people to help welcome them into a discussion and things like that. So it's it, it, it's one of the things that it's like, I have such a love for this game, and it's always interesting how people perceive me. <laughs> interesting again, is certainly a word. To the final, again, to piggyback off that... Piggyback, to piggyback off that, it does not mean you quit 14. Sly, why don't why did you quit 14? Why'd you quit? <sighs> you dick. Sly, you're just <laughs> <laughs> like, supposed to it. say it back to me. No. <laughs> I hear we hear that so fucking often. It doesn't mean you quit. You're just taking a break. Break's okay. You didn't quit. Just think about this. Today would have been the day 5.3 came out. Yeah. Just think about that. Wow. Fucking oh, man. COVID. You know how tired I'd be? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we, when we, we went out to, 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 to be fair, to be fair, 
I'd be exhausted. To be fair, the show probably would not have happened today if oh, 5.3 were We We went out to BlizzCon the day, like, 12 hours after 5.1 dropped. And so we were working guides. We were working on the content. <laughs> so people could have our work. guides out. Yep. And then so we, we were on a plane. Cranked. It was exhausting. That was the hardest patch. Just like, what do you guys think of this patch? And it's like, well, we cleared the whole thing in like 12 hours. Like, and the only way you clear it that fast is like, we divided things up. So there were things I didn't get to that Brian, and so that's what we had to come back to. It was like, let me go back and do all the stuff Brian got to do. <laughs> that that face, the face says a lot. Mm. Oh. Okay. With those closing notes, gentlemen, I think it's time we wrapped up the show. Managed to pull it out Thank another you. 10 minutes on the closing thoughts, and that's okay. People will enjoy the long show on YouTube. Thank you, yeah. both of you, <laughs> Thank for you. joining us this show. Before I let you sign off, just a quick reminder. Thank you to Steel Series for being the sponsor of State of the Realm and my channel in general. There will be another giveaway in the description of this video. Last month's winner, I'll pull and contact off stream and just off. There's a winner. That's all you need to know because I haven't pulled them yet. Uh, also, thank you to our patrons. Their names have been scrolling in the top right corner of the screen the entire time. And special thanks to our patrons of Darkness, Kuja Cross, Anjanova, and Kernai Oni, who have been patrons of Darkness and have gone above and beyond supporting, even through everything that has been happening. Thank you to both of you, and thank you to our patrons and Steel Series. Now, gentlemen, which order shall we do this in? Who wants to go first? Who wants to, who wants to sign off first? Is, we can't even swap the scenes over because my OBS and, and my scenes are all sorts of screwed. Ever since I lost the hard drive with State of the Realm stuff on. <laughs> oh so, man, that's so rough. Yeah, that's, I've backed everything up triple since then, but I still don't have those things and should probably do a complete rebrand of all the, of everything that's here while I'm at it. Yeah. It's probably what's coming up, Sly. So. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. No, it's an opportunity. I just have to do it. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. All right, Brian, I elect you. Okay. Um, love you guys. My name is Brian. <laughs> Thank you. I love um, you too. Stay in school. And uh, <laughs> you can check us out at Work to Game uh, on YouTube primarily. We occasionally stream. You can also check me out also on Ginger Prime as well, uh, where I post about Fantasy Star Online and other action RPGs. So, yeah, that's me. Peace. <laughs> Chris? Yeah, uh, I mean, he said it so well. Uh, no, we, we have a blast on Work to Game. We've, we've, predominantly move to that more and more just Final Fantasy content, but we do play other games, and so occasionally something comes up there, but it's it's pretty much if it has Final Fantasy in the name, we cover it. Um, we really just want to have the conversation over there. That's really it. So, like, we welcome all things in the comments. We don't delete comments unless you're just coming in and dropping all sorts of profanity and death threats and things like that. Yeah, Come in and disagree with us. Death threats we really... We started the channel because every once in a while we disagreed on something and we wanted a third party to be the judge or we both saw it the same way and we wanted a different perspective. And so coming over and sharing that with us is really what the channel means the most to us. Uh, how people do this full time, I have immense admiration for. We thankfully are in a position to just do it for the comments. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you both of you for coming on. Thank you. Hopefully work to game, see more from you guys as 5.3 comes mm -hmm. up. And I don't know why I'm talking so slow. So sly. Why don't you? <laughs> why don't I said, you? I said, I said a really good tune. Real chill. One thing I'll. One thing I will go ahead and disagree with. Travatars fucking suck. <laughs> what sucks? It's one thing I'm gonna say. That's fine. Travatars 
We were talking about Forza earlier. Forza, but, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Except like your said, friend that always time. runs into fire now can run into fire even when they're offline. <sighs> we started. <laughs> but hi, I'm Sly. Uh, yeah, I, I'm playing anything and everything right now. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Sly, aka Gray Fox, Twitter at Sly the Fox. Um, oh, like tomorrow and probably Friday. Friday when I get all my rubs and spices. Um, I'll be making wings on stream because why not? Happy? Oh, that was the transition. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm happy. I won't be making wings on stream. I might be. I eat them on stream occasionally, but I don't. I don't make them on stream. I want wings. Yeah, me too. You can find me (laughs) Mister Happy One Two Two Seven. Sounds wonderful. Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Um, only doing very limited uh, YouTube content right now because I've been absorbed and trying to play a bunch of different games, and also Twitch has been kind of fucking with me, trying to get footage. I, it took me a whole day to make highlights yesterday because of the widespread North America DDoS attack, so that PSO2 video I was working on is uh, took a little while, but now they're finally done. I'll probably get it out in the next day or two. Um, Torchlight, PSO2, Pokemon, uh, so many things waiting for, for the end of summer. And not to mention, end of summer looks like it'll probably be a PSO2 update, a 14 update, New World from Amazon, and yep. uh, that's going to be quite time-consuming across three MMOs. So yeah, beta for New World kicks again. off July twenty-third. Yeah, July twenty-third. So if we have five three around that time, man, that's going to be that's going to be tiring. It's, it's March, April, all over again. Not not to mention, its official launch is a month later, which is right in time with when Bajja would att- potentially be, which is also right around the time PSO two gets its episode four update. Yeah. It's a great time to be a gamer because if any of those don't immediately land on their feet, you don't have to push through. You can just switch to playing the other one. Yeah, and I guess Cyberpunk's <laughs> happening at some point, whatever. September. Yeah. September for Cyberpunk. Whenever it happens. Same I've thing tried with Beyond Light. Excited about that one. I'm excited for Beyond Light. And then I know people will be excited and then they'll grind it out and then they'll be mad because that's the <laughs> destiny cycle. What if Shadowlands is good out of the gate? Man, that would be something. Oh, if Shadowlands comes out of the gate strong, they're going to support controllers, so I've said that I'm going to have to go touch Shadowlands and play it on a controller, because I always said, like, it doesn't support controllers, and they're like, with mods and with add-ons, I'm like, well, tell me when I don't have to do that shit, and I'll go check it out. (laughs) Enjoy. With that, we're going to move on to a very short post-show, because Gone with the Wind starts in 13 minutes in PSO2, and I really need Rising 2 badges, so uh, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to Thank you for having us. This no. is like one of those, like... Mm, thank you for coming. Yeah. On our, like, bingo card of completing YouTube, being on State of the Realm as a Final Fantasy creator is, like, definitely one of those... Bingo! I still need oh, four not, more not bingo lying. cards. Like we were in, not lying. It's something we've talked about at some point. It's like, yeah. oh, well... We've always said, like, I'll never invite myself on a podcast, but I always love getting invited on podcasts. And for some reason, some people have been starting to invite me on podcasts. So I'm like, great. I've, I've made it. (laughs) That's like what my friends say back in New Jersey when they found out I was moving to California. Like, you made it. And I'm like, what is it? What is that? What are you talking about? Like, you made it. You just set these arbitrary lines. You made it. Yeah, they're setting arbitrary lines. Like, you made it now. It's one of those things. And they like, say it very oh, New Jersey where it's like, where, where it literally is like, yo, you made it, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make that face. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We will see you next week or for the next five minutes, and then we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining. See you then. Have a good one, everyone. Later. See you next week. <laughs>